This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Wink Wine Club is a world of wine delivered right to your door. From rosés to cabernets to torontes, Wink has over 100 styles of wine to discover. Ever try an orange wine? Wink connects you to a world of exclusive wines tailored to your taste and delivered directly to your door. Wink delivers four bottles of wine to you each month with free shipping. You can pick your own bottles or let Wink choose and match to your taste. It doesn't cost a thing to become a member and you can skip or cancel at any time. And now for the listeners of the Ratchet Ramblings podcast, you can enjoy an exclusive discount of $20 off your first order. To place your first order with $20 off and to help keep our show free for you, go to our network website at cspn.us forward slash wink. That's cspn.us forward slash w-i-n-c. Wink wines through CSPN. Do it today. The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Welcome back to the Ratchet Ramblings podcast presented to you by the CSPN. Thank you for joining us for another episode. I am one-third of your host, Jeremy, a.k.a. Black Dante on Twitter, a.k.a. Black Panther, a.k.a. It is Easter weekend and y'all niggas on Air Green's internet are wilding, a.k.a. Say no to co-workers. And as usual, I am joined by my friends and my co-hosts. Yes, it is your girl, London's mom, BK and Dyer. AKA my daughter just put orange peel all over my damn box. Um, AKA start killing these niggas when they put their hands on you the first time. Don't even let it get to a second time. Taste a nigga until he shit on himself. Okay. That is a word. That is a sermon. Um, and we are joined by our third co-host and our dear friend. I know all of y'all missed him. We missed him. I'll let him introduce his illustrious self now. What's up, listeners? I'm making my triumphant return. You know, I've been busy. You know, Mabu and Baku has kept me, you know, kept me pretty busy. So I wasn't able to make my usual rounds. But I'm here now, Curtis, a.k.a. Trillificent, a.k.a. Mr. Don't Be Alive Near Me at Work. I'm ready to fuck shit up. I don't even feel like doing a lot of AKAs. A.k.a. Let's get this shit started. 
That is correct. Oh, That's first pay the bills. Forgot about that. Pay the bills because I don't want classic coming for my goddamn neck. <laughs> right. Uh, as usual, you are listening to a CSPN Media Podcast presentation. Go to our website, CSPN.us, and click on that podcast tab and click Ratchet Ramblings. Listen to all of our wonderful episodes thus far, and especially those that have our dear friend Curtis on it, as the, he is our third co-host. You're welcome. <clears throat> correct. Um, and if you like what the fuck we have to say about all these Ratchet TV shows, you can go to that Keep Up Podcast free tab on the right side of our website, shout out all of our many sponsors, and use all of the many promo codes and offers that we have. It is of no extra cost to you. All it does is give our boss man and CEO classic a portion of the brick to keep the lights on and pay for bandwidth and all that um, All that CEO of a podcasting network's um, site shit that he does. So we can keep all this shit free. This show, Crown of Collars, all the other wonderful shows on the CSPN. So you won't have to pay to listen to my country ass sound like some moonshine and a nigga that'll build a fighter jet from scratch. So yeah. Definitely look like you could build a carburetor with your feet. All right. All right. She didn't lie. She didn't. She didn't. But friend, please, please. Um, and also go to our dear friend Curtis's website and, li- with, and support his podcast, The Gay Side Stories. Go to GaySideStories.com. That is the hub for all things, all that LGBTQIA shit all the time. Um, speaking of which, it is trans, what is it, Trans Day of Visibility? Am I right, Curtis? Yes. Yes. Um, so I'm pretty sure Curtis will have um, some things about that up on the website and also um, shout, shout out and uplift um, and support our trans brothers and sisters, um, especially our trans brothers and sisters of color. Especially um, the black trans sisters because whew, it's, it's, it's tough out here for, for our trans sisters, you know? like every It feels like every week we you're reading an article about a trans woman, a trans woman of color, usually black, being murdered. Correct. You know that's why it's getting to the point where them jokes and quote unquote all that sh- it's not funny because it's people's lives. They are literally in danger. Correct. Um, and speaking of lives, on uh, one that uh, matters a lot to us, um, our friend and my co-host on Crown of Collar, shout out to Bianca, my sister Bianca. Shout out to Bianca. Yes. Yes, she get on my nerves, but I love her. It's fine. Well, some things never change. So that is that is that is correct. It's, it's and fine. some things do. What movie was that? Where they said that? Was that the Matrix? One of them. One of them damn movies. It's fine. It's fine. I feel like it was the Matrix. I don't know. I mean, it was white people, so you know, I I get a pass for not really knowing. Right. I mean, I mean, once you've seen one, one white person movie, you've seen them all, really. So right. Well, I mean, the Matrix is the movie, but I just don't remember. I mean, it did have at least a couple of niggas in it. I guess. A sprinkle of niggas. Yeah. A dab of niggas. A dab of niggas. Yeah, just a little dash. A dash of niggas. Just a little dab right. of niggas. Yeah. Um, also, London is too busy eating, so she you don't hear her mouthing off. You know, For now. Niggas get food and they get quiet. But her grandma made it to Denver safely. Hey, White Diamonds. <laughs> Um, all white diamonds come through. <laughs> Storm through. She said, "White diamonds is here. The city ain't gonna never be the same. Again. It ain't gonna smell the same either." Hallelujah! <laughs> 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 Only popping. I'm here for it. 
Yes. Before we get before we get into the shows, it's it's two stories that have been yeah. bothering my soul for the past week. Uh, the so the Stephen Clark stuff, Stephen Clark's. I don't know. The, Stephen I think it's Clark, Stephen. Yeah, yeah. yeah Stephen Clark. Uh, may he rest in peace. Another another police abusing their power and taking an innocent black life, talking about they thought he had a cell phone, but it, I thought they thought he had a gun, but it was his iPhone. I've been using an iPhone for umpteen years now. I've never known an iPhone to resemble a gun, but yeah, maybe my eyesight fucked up in 2018. Right. I mean, you know, and the thing about that is now everybody's eyesight is fucked up because, you know, conveniently the body cams were turned off prior to altercation. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I believe the latest that I saw, the family had an autopsy done, and he was shot in the back like seven or eight yeah. times. Yep. Um, out of twenty, mind you. Fucked um, up aim. Right. It's like, oh, he got a gun, and I'm scared from behind. Okay, sure. Okay. Sure, Jay. Sure. Because you know that's how things work. Uh, however, uh. His some of his tweets and his baby mama wife I don't know what she is tweets baby mama. Baby woman, came to light and he was really 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 anti black and homophobic and uh, social media particularly black men are up straight straight black men let me say that straight black men are up in arms because black women are choosing to divest. Uh, from this situation, uh, he didn't deserve to die, especially not like that, and not at the hands of people that we pay to protect us. Uh, that's where a lot of our tax money goes paid police force and fire department. However, um, that's all I have on that. May he rest in peace, may he get the justice he deserves, may his family get the justice that they deserve because multiple kids are left without a father, but uh. Uh, this is not for me to uh stand on the front lines of. Yeah, you took the words out of my mouth. I was like, you know, this is one of the ones where we probably are not going to stand on the front lines. And if you feel a way about it, then you just gonna. I uh, hopefully you're on the front line feeling a way about it, and not just sitting behind a tweet uh feeling a way about it. But basically, the sentiment that my friend is trying to impart on everyone is really don't have it in us to be very vocal about this one because this is clearly someone who would not have done the same if the shoe was on the other foot based yeah. on the based on the information that has been presented via his tweets and via his baby mama or whatever so you um, know i hope that all of the people who feel like this is quote unquote not the time to be divisive and whatever other excuses you have I just really hope that y'all are on the front line fighting for him because it, you know I don't I don't know how you can reasonably expect black women and black queer people to to fight for someone who is on record for not being here for us and it just it is what it is i'm not again we're not saying he doesn't deserve justice it's just that we are not speaking for us particularly i may not i'm not speaking for the whole queer community but myself candace specifically are are not going to be 
stewards of hel- of helping get that justice. Yeah, I don't. I like you know. Maybe it just it is what it is. I hope he does, and he didn't deserve to die. But people he saw it for be willing to right. Stand up I hope his you know his exotic baby mama because I believe that was part of the whole thing of, of from what I saw. Asian and May and 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 the the thing about the tweets. Let me let me get this out in the open. Um, I don't care who you choose today, or who you choose to love, or who you choose to procreate with. What I will not overlook is how you treat your own people because you choose to date outside your race. Yep, and that's that's a you like your baby mamas. That is that is your prerogative. Um, but talking about black women and queer people. Queer black people, as if they're beneath you, and they they deserve to die and shit like that. And you know, that's why black bitches losing. Like, yeah, I don't really have too much tolerance for that kind of talk. Yeah, it just it is what it is. <clears throat> R.I.P. And uh, moving on. And moving oh, right along. I, I would just like to say I, I echo the sentiments of y'all. Uh, I said this on Twitter. It's one of those things where both things can be true. One, he did not deserve to die. And two, people, especially the people that are affected by the harm, whether through his, through his actions or with his words, have the right to be like, yeah, I'm going to sit this one out. Yeah. Um, now, what I do, one thing I thought about and what I fear is because the person that unearthed tweets was a, a Russian probably a Russian bot because it was an account that was like created recently that was like following 17 and had like nine followers. Um, what I fear is are people going to, and by people, you know, I mean white folks, are they going to start searching for an unearthing fucked up beliefs and views that people of color, um, that get slain by the police, um, in cold blood. I wonder is that a tactic that they're going to start you. So let me tell you why that doesn't matter. Um, because they already do it. It's just, it may not be tweets, but nine times out of Criminal 10, records. when a yeah. person is slain by the police that happens to be black, you see mugshots, they dig up something like, oh, they smoked weed once. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, I get what you're saying, but I just want you to understand that they're already doing it. It's just they haven't started combing through tweets. So they may start, but it's not yeah, going to be any worse like, than what not, they already do. Yeah, not that it's new, but I'm saying like the tactic. I wonder if that's like a new tactic that they'll use just in the form of, you know, like you said, like it used to be like records and stuff, but now they're moving to like tweets and shit. No, it'll just be in conjunction. They're still like, like the because the worst that they can do is a mugshot. Yeah. Once a white person sees a mug, I mean, once a white person sees a black person, they already have their biases. But then when you tack on a mugshot and a criminal record, it's pretty much lost from there. And everything else is just icing on that raggedy ass cake. Yeah. So, you know, I, I honestly, I truly believe if they did start coming through people's social media in these instances, it probably would only be an outrage to people like us. Like, you know, no one else is they're going to be like, oh, OK, well. I knew it because look, he had a mugshot, or he was arrested once, or here's some pictures that they took from his Facebook because they already do that, where he was drunk or she was drunk. Yeah, you know, you know, like we can't even do normal stuff like drink and and without looking being looked down upon in these situations. Yeah. We're criminals and we're less than for doing the same shit that white people do. It's just right. elevating when we 
when we have our lives stolen from us. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, so I get it, but I, I, you know, I don't think it'll be any different. It'll just be an additional thing on top of whatever else they can dig up. Yeah, I honestly think they did it just to create division among black men and black women because they know how much that's a, a boiling point in black Twitter. Yeah. yeah. Like, I feel like that's that's what it is. And, and more so, it's not going to be, they're not doing it to sway, like, white public opinion. They're just doing it to get black people to argue amongst themselves. Like, I promise you, I, on Twitter today, I saw more talk of that than people being like, hey, we're doing a protest here you know, here's the details. Here's the information. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, it's easy to do that because, listen, especially between straight black men and women, I don't know what y'all got going on brewing between y'all, but it does not take much for the shit to pop off. So, but no. I have to say, <clears throat> in this instance, it, it might be orchestrated like you guys are saying, but it's the same thing as who's that, who's the woman who got killed and then her anti. Oh, and, oh, Sandra Bland. Yeah, no, no, no. Well, Sandra Bland too, but there was it was someone's daughter. Uh, Erica, Erica Garner. Yeah, Erica Garner. It was the same thing with Erica Garner. So it's just like you know, it's 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 just it's it's that thing where it's hard to reconcile because you're or a lot of us our everyday mentality is you you're not pro black if you're not pro black for everybody. And then you get slain and we see proof that you were not pro black for everyone. It's hard. You know, it's like, yes, that's one of my brothers, one of my sisters or whatever they want to be referred to as that is slain. But at the same time, it's like, but they were not fighting for everyone. So you just have to kind of split that line and be like, I pay my respects, but I, I don't have too much because if the if the roles were reversed, Based on what you've presented to the world, you would not do. You would not have a voice for me because you didn't have a voice for me when you were alive. Right. And it, I know that sounds fucked up. Hey, it's life is fucked up. You know, me as a person that's in the community, even as a black man, like as a man, I have more privilege than other people in the community. But there's still levels of danger for me, like as a cis uh, as a cis man. But any day, I could go on Grinder trying to meet somebody and be lured to my death because that is something that people do you know right. so it's still it's still real out here for us so you're using your voice while you're alive to to not include me and people like me and then in death it, RIP I, I, I don't wish you any ill will in your death or I guess but that's all I have like that's I, all think that, I think that's fair I think that's fair yeah, Where? so may he rest in peace. May he get justice. Uh, yeah. What's for dinner, guys? Yeah. So to sandwich between, because I know we have another heavy thing that we're going to hit on before we get to these uh, bad wigs. Um, so Cardi B, two things with with Miss B. Um, she has a new single. It's called Be Careful. A lot of people don't like it because they feel like it's not, you know, her usual whatever. I blah, 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 blah. I listened to it today specifically. Um, I liked it. It's a slower, it's like a mid-tempo song, a different flow, and she's, you know, basically talking about the nigga. It's kind of like a, you've done me uh, wrong. It's kind of like, uh, she. it feels like it's dedicated to Offset. Yeah, oh, definitely. I was going to say, it, it's kind of like a, you did me wrong, 
But if I were to do the same things to you that you did to me, I would be wrong. But I'm not that kind of girl. But you still need to be careful because, you know, um, I like the song. I get what a lot of people were saying on Twitter. Like, you know, it was kind of split. A lot of some, a lot of people didn't like it. Fair, whatever. A lot of people like it, but they're like, it's not a single song. It's more of a, a album cut. And only thing I can say is, I agree. It probably is not the strongest choice for a single. But given Cardi B's story, especially dealing with Offset, I completely understand why she would release this song at this time. Like strategically, logically, if you look at it, it makes a lot of sense. It listen just the fact that Offset is constantly cheating. Um, it the single garnered a lot of buzz. As soon as somebody listened, it was like, oh yeah, she, she, she going, she taking shots at Offset. Everybody ran and listened to it. Mm-hmm. Hey, so, like, like I say, it was it was strategic. Even if you think the song trash, you gave it the the streams right. that it needs. So, like I, I don't I don't dislike it, um, but I kind of like don't necessarily want to hear that from her, considering she's in the midst. Of, she's in the in and dead in the middle of the bullshit. Yeah, like, that's the only thing. Like if, so- I, if I hear it after we get official news that Cardi B and Offset split. Then I'd be like, oh, this shit jamming. But it's kind of like, babe, you still kind of claim the nigga. You still arguing on Twitter over him. You still sending your best friend the DM chicks talking about, I'm going to pull up on you. Like, there's no reason to release this song when you in the middle of this shitty relationship. Yeah. Like, give us this. Like, we, we got lemonade after Beyonce almost probably shot Jay-Z dick off. And he was back on the, on the straight and narrow. Listen, I don't know what she did, but being who she is and we know she's petty I know she put him through the ringer so I agree I like I said on the one hand it makes sense strategically because it's kind of like her her way of saying I'm handling it behind closed doors like behind the scenes so y'all chill and this is you know this is how I feel about it in case y'all weren't sure but at the same time you're right it doesn't have as it doesn't have it doesn't pack the punch that you would expect because she's still in the shit yeah, that's that's pretty much all it is yeah. for me. So, but the, so the other thing with Cardi B, um, so she announced that the video for Bardier Cardi is going to be premiering during the next episode of Love and Hip Hop Atlanta, and I, I, I said this on Twitter. I am confusion because Cardi, uh, whatever the fuck, Bardier has been out for a minute, like a hot ass, like like a hot minute. And you're just now releasing the video and you just released a new single. So I'm a little confused because which one are we supposed to concentrate on? Like, and Bardier Cardi was, it was still a hit. Like a lot, I know a lot of people didn't like it, but it was still a hit. I believe that it's eligible for, to be certified platinum. But as far as I can tell, people have pretty much forgotten about that song because you, there was never a visual. Yeah. uh, I haven't listened to it in a while, honestly. Uh, me neither. I mean, maybe they're banking on the visual will kind of give the song some resurgence. But then at the same time, it's like if that was what you were betting, then why release a new single? Anyway, I, I just I don't know. I feel like there's some missteps going on in Cardi B's camp. But, you know, yeah, it's like, what, yes, whatever. Y'all work it out, I guess. And good luck, everybody. Oh, and her and album. Be- it's I'd supposed be glad to be. She announced this fucking pregnancy and get it out the way because right, right. nerves is 
I'm super tired. Yeah, and her album is supposed to be coming out on April 6th. She like randomly announced it. It's like my album's coming out in a week, and everybody was like, "Girl, why are we just not hearing about?" Like apparently she said it a while ago, but you kind of had to take that with a grain of salt because she's been saying that her album was gonna come out since October. And here it is, many months later, many moons later, and but now it's supposed to be coming out. And I saw a video on Instagram. She was like, "I've been in the studio, you know, trying to put the final touches on it." And so we'll see, we'll see. Hopefully, they took their all this time to put out a quality album. Because if it's boo boo, good luck, Carter. They're gonna tear your ass to shreds, even more, even more than they have been tearing you to shreds over Offset. That album is boo boo. Good luck, sis. Good the hell luck. Good damn luck, because girl. <laughs> so, you guys want to move into the last thing before we start talking about love and wigs? <laughs> love and wigs. Um, love and wig hop. A lot of you, a lot of niggas, and some dumbass women on Twitter have been doing mental gymnastics in regards to this latest news about Fabulous and Emily B. Um... Initially, it was reported that uh, the police had been called, and then he turned himself in for because uh, a warrant was out or something for domestic abuse, and he he turned himself in. He got a summons for court, and that was that. And then slowly but surely, things started to roll out. Um. That man is a fucking monster. <laughs> let me let me say that. That nigga is a monster. The first report rolled out and it said that he had punched her in the face to the point where she lost two of her front teeth. And that he threatened to kill her father and her brother because they removed his guns from their home that he shared with Emily. And then people was like, well, that could just be hearsay. And then TMZ got the video footage. Mm-hmm. That that monster, I can't even call him a nigga. That monster was in that video with a weapon, lunging at Emily, lunging at her dad. His security held him back. Why he needs security, I don't know. Fabulous ain't had a good song since the shit he did with Tamia. But that's the I mean, if we're gonna be honest. One could argue that he's never had a good song, but mm. that just depends on how you feel. And that's fair. I was just fair. trying to be generous. No, we don't. We don't. We don't need to be generous in this instance because fuck him. First and foremost, fuck um, him. You could hear the baby screaming in the background. You could see Emily so scared that man took a step toward her and she jumped out her skin. And he like why does he like why the fuck you got these niggas over here referring to her father and brother? She like that's my dad. He like I don't give a fuck who it is, boy. Listen, listen, um, kill these niggas, <laughs> kill them, kill them. You know I don't I don't have a lot here because like I didn't watch the video. Just I you know I don't. I read about it, but I just, you know, I don't have a lot for videos of these nature of this nature. I will say, again, fuck him. Fuck everybody making excuses for him. 
fuck all of the we need to hear the whole story first and the she probably lying fab was about to make big moves and she trying to bring him down fuck all those people too all of the apologists all of the excuses fuck all of that because at the end of the day it's always the same thing in, in situations like this and i really want y'all to ask yourselves why is it that you want to give the benefit of the doubt to the person that's allegedly abusing somebody versus the person that is saying they're being abused. Why is that? And in this instance, you know, it's fabulous and it's a, it's a celebrity, but this happens all the time. Like even with regular ass niggas, when regular news stories about domestic abuse and stuff like that, hit the timeline, you got all these people that want to give the benefit of the doubt to the person who is allegedly abusing somebody. And I just want to know why. Why do they versus the person saying this this person hit me, beat me up, doing what whatever the case, threatened me, you know, why does that person not get the benefit of the doubt? Like y'all and this fear of false accusations, like if the accusations are false, then tear the person down who was but you don't need to be preemptively trying to do it. I don't understand that. Because if it was your mother, if it was your sister, if it was somebody close to you, one of your homegirls. You would you wouldn't want people being like, oh that bitch lying, that bitch uh, that's a that's a man. He was about to make big moves. She just trying to tear him down. You wouldn't that, want nobody that saying that shit. That nigga is forty years old and he wears skinny jeans. How big a move was he finna make in his life? The biggest move at this point that Fabulous was making was a bowel movement. Let's be fucking honest. Like he was not he not making no big moves. Nobody has given a fuck about Fabulous since two thousand. Never. And let me uh, let me get let me get this off my chest. Asking women why they didn't leave, why they didn't call the police, your brothers and your father and your this national did something, your male cousin. Let me tell you something. A woman shouldn't have to rely on her male family members to put a nigga in his place because you should not be hitting and abusing your fucking spouse. Exactly. Point you blank, period. Need, you shouldn't need a bodyguard and a, secu- and a security guard in your goddamn relationship because hands should be kept to themselves. And this thing about why they didn't leave, that man turned himself in and he walked right back out that police station with a summons to appear in court. Exactly. Uh, he I heard, got a slap on the wrist for punching the mother of his children's front teeth out of her mouth and threatening to kill her father and her brother on TV. Mm-hmm. He got charged with making terrorist threats and he ain't sitting in nobody's goddamn jail cell. Right, right. And... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, what exactly is she supposed to do when somebody has the resources to to fuck with you and abuse you no matter where you go? Exactly. What would she even have done for Emily? Exactly. You touched on it right there, and I want to say, and we'll probably touch on it a little bit when we get to Real Housewives, but um, that's the thing. <clears throat> it's not easy for, for people, I'll say people because, you know, everybody is universal, yeah. to leave an abuser because... That person, they don't just give up. They don't just be like, oh, well, they gone now. Like, that's not how that works. Like, if they are, if it's an abusive pattern, they're used to that and they feel like they own the person because that's usually how they feel. They're not, they don't just let you walk away most of the time. They have to be made to let you go. And even then, sometimes, shit, you still got to look over your shoulder because a lot of times they don't give a fuck restraining orders they don't care about restraining orders they don't care about police could be watching them they could know the police watching them and they still will try to get back to get to the person you know 
Um, this all started, reports say that this all started because she went to L.A. and did not tell him, and he was in L.A. and didn't know that she was in L.A. He couldn't control her, and this is how it started. Right. Even if even if you could argue they together, they may, I don't think they, are they married? I don't know. No, they're not married at all. Whatever the case may be, they together, so he should have known. This is not a normal reaction to that. At all. Be mad, slam a door, whatever, but all of this, literally fighting the woman, threatening to kill her people, like that, these are not normal reactions to anything going on in a relationship. And asking what did she do to make him react that way? All you're doing is normalizing this behavior. This level of reaction is not normal behavior. It's not it's not normal. Like, oh, and I can't say it again. It's not normal. And like, I'm going to, I'm going to even stop myself saying, get out, get out. If you can get out safely, if you have somebody you could turn to to help you get out of an abusive, abusive situation, please do so. Mm-hmm. Like, if, please you, do like so. if you have the resources, if you know somebody who has the resources, who's willing to help you. And it's, it's sad to say, because we used to be like, call the police, put these niggas in jail. The police ain't even putting these niggas in jail when they beating on women, beating on beating on their spouses, not just women, because this happens in the LGBTQ community as well. When mm-hmm. spouses are abusing their spouses, even calling the police on them is not working anymore. It's not helping. Because nope. she called the police on him and he turned himself in and went right back home and had a good night's rest. And now she's trying to find a dentist and shit. Get her teeth replaced. Yep. I mean and you know what? What really is is just mind blowing in this is that not only is not is calling the police not as effective as it seemingly used to be, even putting these niggas on blast publicly is is not a deterrent because it seemed like every other week we getting another story about some man a celebrity at that. So you can imagine how many regular men are doing it behind closed doors where nobody knows. Every other week it's a celebrity putting his hands on a woman. Like in 2018, y'all putting y'all hands on women. And spouses, whatever uh, domestic situation, all willy nilly like it's nothing. And I know it's nothing new, but again, the visibility to actually be able to see how frequent and how how I can't even think of the word just to see how how often this happens. And it's just like, what is going on? Like, I just I've never really been around men who had that mentality that they could put their hands on people like it was nothing. And it just it's just it's strange to me. I'm just like, where is the breakdown between you being raised and you becoming an adult where you feel like you could do this? Literally put your hands on somebody like this, threatening to kill them. Hell, in some instances, killing them. So, again, I say to wrap up my my thoughts on it. Fuck, fuck him and fuck everybody making excuses for him. Yeah. And um, I just uh, want to just send some thoughts and kind words to Emily and hopefully she's somewhere safe. Yeah. Uh, hopefully she plans to uh, press charges to the fullest extent of the law to protect herself, protect her kids, protect yeah. her family. Instead um, of trying to protect him because a lot of victims yeah, protect lot of their abusers. I don't want to send my kid's father to jail. Hey, hey. You know what? Domestic violence cases will go down if you just start killing these niggas. Honestly. Ain't, ain't no charges to file. Ain't no charges to press because they're going to be six feet under. Ladies, start protecting yourself. Start Take some self-defense. 
learn how to shoot a gun, how to raise a blade under your tongue, uh, uh, use a knife, get you some brass knuckles, do, do, protect yourself. And, and more importantly, um, if a man just starts showing signs early, get out early. Don't wait till you three kids in and he beating the snot out you. If if the, in a few first months of dating, he show you he trying to control you and he talking to you crazy and he trying to isolate you from your friends and your family and the, get get the hell out. That's not normal. Cause I'm gonna tell you, most most men, either either straight or gay, listen, they want you to get your ass out their face sometimes so they can have a peace of mind. You go take your ass out with your friends, girl. Go do something. So yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I just agree. You know, you can't. I just I, I hope that people, specifically women, at some point, I, I just hope that if they're in this situation that they see or even if you're not in this situation, just knowledge that you cannot you can't love an abuser into not abusing you. No. And cannot. that's 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 all I got. Yeah. Uh. So. We we gonna jump into the shows because we don't have we don't have a lot of shows to really discuss because uh, for a while we was cluttered up but now we got Love and Hip Hop Atlanta, uh, Real Housewives of Atlanta which is winding down, um, Black Ink and Black Ink. So where y'all want to start, Curtis? Where you want to start? Because it's been a while since you've been been here with us. So um, kick us off. Okay, so full disclosure, I. Did not watch all the shows I was supposed to watch this week. I just, I'm trash, so good luck, everybody. Um, so, I'm going to say, let's do it in the order of the amount of notes that I have. And so, Since I have no notes for Black Ink Crew, <laughs> we can start there. No, 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 we can start there. Okay. We'll start there, then we'll do Real Housewives, and then we can end with Love and Hip Hop, because I have a lot of thoughts about Love and Hip Hop. Okay, cool. Um, I, So, Black Ink was pretty dry this week, because I watched it and I forgot and then I had to default to Jeremy to help me jog my memory. But um, That's let, me here, say this. <laughs> let me just say this. The problems that you inflict on yourself are not everybody else's problems. Correct. Like, let's, let's get that out the way. And that includes parenting. It, like, if you don't have kids, I, uh, this is no, no, I know you won't get it. But to those of us who have kids, having kids is a choice for most of us most of us. I, I don't want to be like, well, what about special cases? For most of us, most of us willingly lay down unprotected and end up procreating. When you do that and then you choose to keep that baby that you made, um, the onus of taking care of your kids rests on you and the other parent. The end. Walt is having whole ass meltdowns because he, he owed back child support. Baby, that's your fucking fault. You have more kids that you than you could take care of. Yeah. Come on, Black Ink getting a check, and you still can't take care of your goddamn kids. Tell us what the fuck is up. He is on Black Ink getting a check, and he don't do shit. Literally nothing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. At least in the first few seasons, he was taking shitty photographs of people pretending to be a photographer, talking about less work. Now he literally is just the messy shop Negro. He is. He's, he's a level below the messy shop nigga because in every barber shop, if there's a messy ass nigga that sits in the chair that don't ever cut no hair, don't ever do that. At the very least, at some point he gonna pick up a broom and he gonna sweep the hair. He may sweep it in a pile and never pick up the pile, 
but at least he gonna pick up a broom. Walt won't even do that. Walt, and I'm like, you should know what a broom look like because you built like one. But mm-hmm. that's besides the point. He little he built he built he, like an old broom, you know, when the bristles start to curl up and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like one that one that got a little soot on it. <laughs> Speaking of soot, you know what Walt is built like? Walt is built like a fire poker. Get your no. goddamn ass off my <laughs> No, no, stay with me. You know how, you remember like back in the day, everybody, family had that set of fireplace tools, even if they didn't have a fireplace? Curtis. <laughs> Curtis, I'm Curtis. <laughs> Okay, fine, whatever. Thank you. I didn't lie, though. Uh, no, you no, did you not. Oh, <laughs> uh, but we say all that because this he week do look like a, he do look like a smoked cigarette. Like, like I told you, he looked like a struck match. <laughs> but I said that, and y'all told me to get out, and we hadn't even started, so whatever. This y'all eats me today. That's fine. You are doing amazing, friend. Oh, uh, but so we we say all that because this episode, Walt just the shop manager uh, Tatiana, who Candace had to keep reminding me of her name. Thank you so much, friend. Your support means everything. Um, uh, she <laughs> she she was venting about her parents um judging her because she works in a tattoo shop or was a manager of a tattoo shop, and how they want her to. Um, get go to school and get a nice, a nice respectable job. Basically, some respectability pop, pop, politics shit. And Walt just flips the fuck out, saying that she just she she playing a victim and she wants attention. And when 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 my parents want me to go to school, when 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 at least you got parents and we all got problems. And, and why you why you complaining and stuff? And it's like Walt, shut the fuck up, shut the entire fuck up. Like one. She wasn't. She was just venting to the shop, which uh, y'all, all y'all do is say that y'all family and all y'all do is talk about everybody' problems. All got every goddamn episode. All she, the girl was doing was venting to the, the shop that's supposed to have her back, like maybe having all all them they back sometimes to a fault and too much. But you know that's neither here nor there. And you just saw that because you boxing with your demons because you look like a demon. And just went after this girl for no fucking reason. I get the boxing with my demons. God, fucking Walt look like an exercise demon. He do look like a Shinigami from Death Note. He do. He do. Yeah. Look like some shit from the exorcism of Emily Rose. He looks like a piece of shit, truly. Honestly, Mr. Like Hank. Long, he do look like a long night at Chipotle. Hey, remember um, Mr. Hankey from South Park? Bingo. There you go. Um... But yeah, and then he did it twice. Then okay, so first of all, whoops the fuck. The guy thought it was a good idea to give Teddy a fucking shoe. First of all, whoever is running the Ewing shoe shoe brand, what the fuck is y'all problem? <laughs> you gonna get better motherfuckers you could be giving sneakers to than Teddy fat funky ass. Teddy. I mean t- like and the shoe ugly, talking about it glow everywhere you go. You is mother goddamn 37 talking about your shoes glow everywhere you go. Hey, what the fuck is this? This old Power Rangers ass shoe. Light up Skechers ass sneaker. Boy. Boy, Teddy, fuck you. Yeah. Uh, Uh, But but they have a fundraiser for this shit because Teddy raising the shit to pay for his brother's legal fees or whatever. And while I lying about, but go ahead. Right. Mm-hmm. I, listen, I know the police ain't shit. 
I know the legal system ain't shit. I know the justice system ain't shit. However, a group of your friends was sitting on the stoop reading a book, and y'all was just miraculously charged with murder. Mm. Okay, and gang-related crimes. Right. Okay, Teddy. All right. Okay, Teddy. Okay, bruh, bruh. Right. Sure, Jan. Sure. But they had this fundraiser, and and Tatiana is. Walt asked Tatiana, first of all, Walt came in on a thousand talking about, um, excuse me, next bitch in charge. If I were Tatiana, I would slap the shit out of him right then. Correct. <laughs> totally. uh, and so he asked her, like, well, do you have the, you, you know how much money we made tonight? You doing the books or whatever? And Tatiana's like, I mean, I, I know what how many we sold right now, but I don't have a finite number because we still selling. The night ain't over with. And then this nigga Walt just go off the deep end again. I I give a lot of credit to some of this. I know I couldn't be on reality TV because I'm a I'm a real everyday uh, Negro, fast ass black woman, and part in nigga for most part. And I don't care how scripted something is. I'm not gonna be too many bitches on nobody's TV screen. I'm gonna slap the shit out you. Right. Well, like, you supposed to be the next bitch in charge, and you, how the fuck you supposed to be the shop manager, and you can't manage the books, and I just ask you a question, and you can't produce shit, what the fuck you training for, this, that, and the third, and everybody looking at this nigga like, nigga, what the fuck, what the fuck are you doing? Like, what, huh? What? what? And then, Tatiana get upset, because, honestly and truly, while Walt doing this, ain't nobody saying shit to him, but her. Then she get mad and she like sees what the fuck and then she storm out because she hurt because she don't understand why Walt was just coming at her with all this negative energy talking to her like he ain't got no home training. And then him and C's get into it because C's is like, nigga, what the fuck is wrong with you? And then Walt just storm out the goddamn shop. C's say, let's go outside. And Walt just storm out the shop and then his um, charred monkey feelings like, don't nobody give a fuck. Everybody got problems. I'm sick of everybody acting like the victim. Everybody got problems. Don't nobody know the shit that I'm going through. I got, I got shit going on too. Don't nobody ask about me. Don't nobody care about me. And it's like you right, Walt. <laughs> you are absolutely right. We do not care. Fuck you. <laughs> solitary fuck about what the fuck you got going on. Because one, you don't know. How, one, you in the words of Curtis, you're useless because you don't do shit. And then two. You don't know how to talk to people like you got no damn sense. So, no, Walt, we do not give a fuck about you or your plight. Thank you so much. And have a great day. Uh, your self-inflicted plight at that. That's why we truly don't give a fuck. Because it's not like the man is after you, quote-unquote, or no shit like that. Like, nigga, you, the, the, the trials and tribulations that you are experiencing are your own damn fault. So, no, we don't have, we don't have any fucks to give about that. So, sorry. Actually, sorry, not sorry. Yeah, Mm-hmm. That was oh, no, sorry. Yeah. That's all yeah. uh that's all I really got for Black Ink. I don't know. Uh, oh, I got uh, speaking of speaking of no fucks to give, um so I, I have to give a shout out to one of um our biggest supporters and fans, um my <clears throat> excuse me, my homegirl Tia. So uh she had added me earlier this week and had said that there were people um in lieu of last week and this week. Um, there were people that were saying uh, fuck Genesis, um, Sky Sun. And at first I was like, what? Because while I'm thinking of, if you have been watching the show or just know how full of shit Sky being, what reasonable person would be like fuck Genesis? So she told me to go search the uh the Black Ink um 
crew, uh, blacking crew hashtag insert and in his name, and I retweeted some of these people, and lo and behold, I saw people saying, now I'll be in, I think I saw at least like 12 or 14, uh, so I'll be in a small sample size, but I saw some of these people saying that Genesis just want to be on TV, and that Genesis um, needs to give Sky a break, she's doing the best she can, and that Genesis is hateful, and um, they never gonna heal because Genesis just won't let this go. Uh, Wait, Genesis just want to be on TV, but then his <laughs> did his mama drag this whole situation onto TV? Listen, help me understand because I am confused. Yeah. Let me. So Genesis has been on this show a total of two times. Those two times were at the recording. three, including, including last episode three. Oh yeah, three, three. Those three times have been at the request of either Sky or Caesar. Right. He don't want shit to do with Sky. Because Sky is still lying about that being a fucking adoption. Those, I don't, because when, listen, he's, she was like, I know you mad I gave you up for adoption. He's like, adoption ain't no fucking adoption. I believe those kids were taken from Sky. I believe she was being a negligent mother. Which and her makes kids sense. Were, and her kids were taken from her. And she mm-hmm. has yet to atone for being a, a piss poor mom when she did have them. Listen, let me tell you something. I'm just trying to understand. If you was going to give those kids up for adoption, what? first of all, one, let me let me say this. Genesis is the oldest. Right. After Scott had Genesis, she went and had another baby. Eight, years apart. Years apart because the youngest son just turned 18. Genesis is about to turn 21. Scott damn lying. And been lying. So... When Scott, because we catch, because not this, this very last episode, but the week before. So when they met, C's arranged them to meet. Sky, in all essence, because I had the quick summary for uh, Curtis too in, um, in our group chat. Sky basically, as she always did, did not take any accountability, did not tell the truth, which I think is the real reason Genesis. Like Genesis told Caesar, like niggas can't, we can't heal until motherfuckers start being real. So she still is not doing that. And in effect said, I'm tired of you hating me. Fuck you. And squared up with Genesis. Like he couldn't have beat the brakes off of her the first time he saw her. Right. And again, people are saying, fuck Genesis. See, it's people like that is why Trump won. Because you motherfuckers are not okay. And I don't have the time. So, good to hell luck, everybody. Imagine be, imagine in 2018 taking up for Sky. Imagine. Yeah, fuck Sky. True, honestly and truly. Uh, and this spiritual journey she's called herself going on, she thinks she's heavenly. She's still a shitty person, so I don't, I don't know, guys. I don't know what the fuck to tell you. I don't know. Good to hell look, Genesis. That's who I said. Good to hell look, Genesis. Bless you, sir. Bless, Bless you, because... And I, I really hope that he's gotten some closure and realized that his mom is never going to be honest with him about how shit went down. And he gets some real counseling and gets that anger up off his chest so that he can enjoy his young life and not yeah. spend his, his best years angry. You know what I'm saying? Like, at this point, we have to recognize the sky is not about to do shit differently than what she's been doing. Exactly. And then in the previews for next episode, she's talking about having another baby and finna try to go fuck some random nigga that she meet meet to try to have a baby. Like, girl, meanwhile, what? Meanwhile, 
haven't haven't tried to reconcile your your initial kids haven't tried to reconcile and give them the truth and the honesty they, that that they deserve but now you talking about having some a fucking baby with a random ass nigga girl fuck you fuck you Scott. Uh, but that's it for Black Ink because uh, I, to be fair, honestly, other than oh, and Donna was in the hospital and she lost the baby, um, and um, yeah, that was tragic, and that's all I got. Uh, because other, because uh, honestly, Black Ink, Black Ink this season has basically been this shit with Sky and her and her lying about the nature of her sons and them trying to re-image Seas into a decent person. Yeah, like they trying to give, fuck shit. Right, they're trying to give Seize the Bill Cosby treatment, and it's like, no, it's just this is not clear. You're not going. He's not going from Seas to Cliff Huxtable. That's just it's just not going to happen. And Number we're, one, because he's too much of a fuck nigga. And we're gonna stop. And you guys are gonna stop trying to force it to happen. Right, stop trying to make Fitch happen. Giving him kudos for being a good dad all of a sudden. Fuck that. Right. So that's all we have for Black King. Uh, yeah, that's it. So next up is Real Housewives of Atlanta. Mm. Uh, so first and foremost, I just have to get this off my chest. Um, Ricky Smiley, mm. he is really ugly. <laughs> I felt that from the depths of your soul. <laughs> you know, and I hope I. I, I don't want to be offensive. <laughs> Smiley, no, listen. Ricky Smiley comes across as a creep gay man who is pr- is trying no, to no 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 don't put that don't put that evil on us Ricky Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> y'all straight can kick because his ass for the longest time i thought ricky smiley was gay i had no idea he was straight for a long time <laughs> even back when he blocked me on twitter <laughs> Hey, hold on, give me a minute. I'm still laughing because I know Curtis man, he ugly from the depths of his soul, and I fucking howl. I don't know if I've ever, I've, I mean, because I've never been a fan of Ricky Smiley, and so I've never paid him any attention. I've seen him, and I've been casually aware of what he looked like, but sitting up watching that on my computer screen when he was trying to like be all over Portia, which was gross, and I was like, this nigga's hideous. God shit. <laughs> Yo, while we're here, uh, Bravo, stop trying to force feed us this uh, portion of Rick Smiley shit. Stop it. That shit was so awkward. Stop Especially it. the part where it was like, oh, you know, we we can, she was, you know, what'd she say? Something about wanting a baby. And he's like, we can go practice. And I was like, gross. Like, gross. Yes, because I don't believe he like women. <laughs> <laughs> and that is no shade. Like, I would like, like, it's just kind of like, when you think of Ricky Smiley, you don't think of Ricky Smiley fucking bitches. I mean, I don't think of him sexually because look at him. <laughs> Ricky with the teeth. <laughs> Ricky, Ricky Smiley looked like a... <sighs> he kind of... Oh, go ahead. <laughs> oh, you about to say something terrible. <laughs> <laughs> you, know what Ricky, you know what Ricky Smiley looked like? <laughs> <laughs> You can't even get it out. Right. <laughs> the visual is making me laugh. <laughs> he looked like a he looks like a scarecrow that got set on fire, but they put the fire out in time. <laughs> Go to hell, Curtis. <laughs> like it's something left, but it ain't worth looking at. So it's like it's it's like 
is burned, but it's not destroyed. <laughs> hey, that's the title of this episode. Yeah, I'm gonna change it right now. I'm gonna, I'm gonna change it right now. Burn, but not destroyed. <laughs> that is. I'm sorry, I couldn't even get it out. That man is ugly. That visual was taking me down. I don't even know how I thought of that. All I can like when I look at Ricky Smiley, that's what I see. I see like I remember, see. Remember in the Wizard of Oz when they tried to set the scarecrow on fire? Right. That's where <laughs> that's where my brain went. Except that they were successful. So all I see when I see Ricky Smiley is like a charcoal, like a uh a, a like a blackened wet scarecrow. Oh man. Mm, and right. I do I do not appreciate VH1, him or Porsche. Bravo. Whatever. <laughs> Trying to make us um look at him as a sexual being. I don't know. No. <laughs> no. Curtis, you are utterly disgusted. It is killing my soul. <laughs> and he has he has kids too, and I just mm. Good to hell luck, everybody. Good luck to them, because <laughs> You know what? Them children, so okay. I'm just gonna say good luck because y'all daddy ugly. So I, I pray that the mamas was good <laughs> he got enough. Kids. Yeah, Ricky Smiley got kids. He got like he got a couple. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know how many children he have. He has kids. Somebody sucks that. Wow. <clears throat> he has more than one child, I believe. That is a yeah. That's why I'm like hopefully they have I'm hopefully the baby mamas have like Beyonce level genes because mm. Ricky Smiley look like a mosquito. He do. He definitely looks like one of them bugs in a bug's life that didn't make it. And he looked like his breath perpetually stink. He looked like his breath smelled like boo boo all the time. Mm. No lies. But anyway, enough about him because he ain't even a, m- a member of the show. Um, so in that scene, Portia was constantly talking about how busy she is. I would like to know, like, can I? I want to put a petition in to know exactly what is keeping Portia so busy. I'm not trying to be shady. I'm just curious about what's keeping her so busy. Low budget plays. Correct. Besides that, because girl, <laughs> you and the two can play that girl. Okay, okay. <laughs> a chicken. Good chick. when Vivica Fox did it as a movie. I don't know why they thought that was gonna be a good play. And you know what? I'm gonna be honest with I'm gonna be honest with the listeners, and I'm gonna be honest with my friends. Vivica, she kind of tarnished two can play that game. For me, because um, I don't know if y'all are aware that they made a three can play that game. Yes, and it was yeah. terrible. And it was the fuck terrible. Yeah, it was awful. I wanted to fight because two I can play that game is like used to be one. It's like one of my favorite black films because I used to stand for Vivica Fox. And then you know, you know, she she went to Mattel and asked for a new face, and I was like, Vivica, I just don't know. <laughs> I just don't know. And then she been weird, and she, you know, she done tasted fifty cent booty, and now she, she just all over the place, and I just don't know. I wanted her to grow into just a nice auntie, and she, she, I don't know what she's doing. She, she done, I'm, she, she I'm so disappointed. She's an auntie that's always wilding at this point, right? And don't nobody like that auntie, right? Because that's the auntie that'll go to the store and specifically get a card that's for money and gift cards and not put no money or gift card in it. Right. And don't nobody like that auntie. That's the auntie that make the nasty potato salad. Like You beat me to it. You beat me to it. <laughs> Great mind, friend. Great mind. Anyway, I don't know why we're talking about Vivica Fox and her fifth face. Um, so what else happened? Kudos to Kenya. Like her, 
her special that she did, like her PSA that she did for domestic violence was really, really good, really, really yeah. dope. Um, it was nice to see that. She looked nice. She's been looking good this season. Her, you know, her skin is still not. Mm. Um, it's not the best, but you know, mm. you know, beautiful, gowns. Beautiful, beautiful, gowns. beautiful gowns, beautiful titties, beautiful booty. Like you know, um, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. No, 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 yeah. She, the work was good. It's, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Um, we are advocates for work as long as it's good work. Correct. Correct. Um, but yes, uh, I'm also um, I'm I'm glad that Kenya is um si- taking it seriously because you know sometimes we see these things on these reality TV shows and like they'll like it's be for woke. the show, right? It's for the show, and they'll be woke for like an episode and then go right back to being trash. But on this, Kenya has been very consistent and committed to this, and it was good to see. I am I I have to say I'm impressed that Kenya is taking this seriously. She's committed and. It, it's one of those things where I, gen, I genuinely believe it's not for the show. Like, she right. is dedicated to this shit. Yeah. I mean, I don't... I feel like if it was for the show, she wouldn't have put Cynthia's mama in it. Right, right. So, right. I think it's... I agree that it's genuine. And she did good work. Um, everybody at the little event looked good. Right. Um, so, let's get a couple things out of the way. First and foremost... Uh, Kenya's husband is fine as fuck. Yes, he is. Yeah. <laughs> Can I get a name in? Amen. <laughs> that, is- <laughs> that man is fine as hell. Hey, that man walked through the door and I was like, ooh. Listen, listen, ooh. listen. I got wet and I don't even have the equipment to get wet. <laughs> listen when I tell you. I was like, okay. I was like, okay. And then he was standing next to Todd, and they was both in the in the same shot. And I was like, "Ooh, I had to fend myself a bit." Todd, Todd listen. Todd, Todd is short, but Todd is fine. He lost on us how fine Todd uh, is. It Tucker really yeah. is. Like we're not gonna sleep on Todd's fineness just because he a little height challenged. Todd is fine, but yeah, Kenya's husband. Kim and Candy look good together too. They really listen. I would. I would watch. I would Thanks. definitely watch a Todd and Candy sex tape. I mean, you like I said, because Portia was trying to get in on the fun. Listen, she mm-hmm. Portia was desperate to get in on the fun. I know her, she was butt hurt. She was like, I went and bought these new titties and this new booty, and y'all still y'all ain't trying to fuck me. And it's like, no, sis. No, no, no. <clears throat> listen, like I said in the group chat, I would fuck Candy for a chance to fuck Todd, but that's just me. You are doing amazing, friend. I wish. <laughs> but uh, so, but yeah, yeah so Candy, Candy, Candy is fine. Um, him and Todd could spit roast me any day. However, the reason why I brought Kenya's husband up is because <laughs> I know where you're going. <laughs> Sheree, mm. Sheree, sweet sis, <laughs> you have a whole lot of bad weave nerve. Trying to be shady about Kenya's husband when you are dating Fleece Johnson. <laughs> I don't know why you feeling your puss to the point where you feel like you can shade Kenya's husband as if you're not dating a nigga that's in jail, a scammer that got caught and is in jail. And is lying to you about when he's getting out of jail. Which the internet pulled the receipts on that, and I can't remember what they said. It's either he he's not scheduled to get out until 2020 or 2022, one of the two. So unless she- Ray, let me tell you something, bitch, you're dead wrong, and you know you're dead wrong. 
you sitting over there decorating the house on your own dime. With him in mind. With talking about his man cave. That motherfucker be Nigga, you are in a man cave. What are you talking about? You in a man cave now. It's called prison. Nigga, been in a cave for umpteen years now. What are you even trying to say, boo-boo? Listen, when her daughter... Listen. Oh, shout, shout out, out to her, her daughter. daughter. Listen, First her daughter... All, her daughter look exactly like her goddamn daddy, but pretty. Can we, I, I just wanted to get that out the way. She looked just like her dad. She does. She's, she's, pre- she's very pretty. Yeah. Yeah, but, but shout out she, to her because that she, was a it was a nice, gentle, polite dragging that her mama needed. When she when when she said, "Honey, listen," <laughs> she said, "It's a lot of fish out here, and you going for the jail bait." She was like, pr- "She was like when she when when you said prison, I was done." Then I was like, "Yes." Like her daughter was playing no games with her. You know how bad it got to be for your own daughter to drag you about a nigga that you got to go into another room when he make a phone call? And the thing about it is, Sheree was still trying to, like, downplay it. That was the part that was weird to me. She's like, yeah, I told you, that's my friend. Like, we're friends. Because she's ashamed. Did she know she she should be? You know what it is? If you got to downplay a whole relationship, when when this nigga call you collect, you talking about, babe, I'm getting the house ready for you. You telling your daughter, yeah, that's just my friend. You know what? You know what you on film looking the fuck stupid. You know how like, like some parents will like try to downplay something because they don't think that their their children will understand. Like that's how it came off to me. It's like no, nah, she fully understands, and you, she fully right. understands that you. She grown, right? That's a grown. Like you, you, who you think you're talking to? You're not talking to no eight year old. She is in college. She know that you are looking stupid. She's trying to help your dumb ass. And you trying to downplay it, so you're not doing anybody any favors. Right. Yo, I'm getting your man cave ready for you. Girl, are you stupid? Are you high? What? what? Niggas who pay bills. Hey, wait a minute. It's, no, You know what part took me out when she was on the phone with him? What did she say? And she was something like, you still can, can buy me a mansion or you still can, can bring home millions or something a like that. House? She was like, you could buy me a beach house. Yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> I said to myself, and my, I was just like, how is he gonna scam his way to a beach house? Because scammers uh, never die. They never die. They never quit. Uh, yeah. You know, I just and I'm, my thing is, hold on. Let me say this real quick, and then I'm gonna shut up. No. You have gone through hell to build Chateau Charay. I don't even know where you're getting the money from to finish it. It's been like seven years. You finally finishing it, and you are gonna put this man in the mix. And we're not shaming anybody who's been to jail and stuff like that, because I know how niggas are. But this is a person that's actively in jail, and he has not even had an opportunity yet to prove that he's changed. So I'm just real confused. This man finna get out of jail and bleed Sheree dry, and we listen. About it. Uh, if he if he were to get the early release, whenever he get out, we're gonna hear about it about one to two years later that Sheree is suing him because he stole money from her. Yep. Because again, again, scammers never die. They never die. And and you know, jail niggas, they love to scam. They love to scam a woman. Right. We TV made a whole series about it. Well, there you go. So So, good luck, Sheree. I hope you got a good lawyer. I hope you're protecting yourself. I hope you listen to your daughter because you and you, in my estimation, you in danger, girl. Yeah. Big danger. 
Big Daddy. Well, first of all, you know, you can't really trust the, the thought process of somebody that clings so tightly to Kim Zosiak, so. Well, yeah. I mean, because you're right, because she, she, she told her daughter he fell on hard times instead of saying he went to jail. And I'm like, <laughs> listen, I was just sitting, my mind was blown during that whole scene. <laughs> she, she was like, oh, you know, people go through things. You know, she had a little, a little hiccup. It's like, girl, he a whole ass jail. A hiccup, right. a hiccup is losing your job and your cell phone get cut off. Right. In the penitentiary. Uh, he is locked up. Wink Wine Club is a world of wine delivered right to your door. From rosés to cabernets to torontes, Wink has over 100 styles of wine to discover. Ever try an orange wine? Wink connects you to a world of exclusive wines tailored to your taste and delivered directly to your door. Wink delivers four bottles of wine to you each month with free shipping. You can pick your own bottles or let Wink choose and match to your taste. It doesn't cost a thing to become a member, and you can skip or cancel at any time. And now, for the listeners of the Ratchet Ramblings podcast, you can enjoy an exclusive discount of $20 off your first order. To place your first order with $20 off, and to help keep our show free for you, go to our network website at cspn.us forward slash wink. That's cspn.us forward slash w-i-n-c. Wink winds through CSPN. Do it today. He fell on hard times. Oh, what? Yes, he did fall on hard times. The hard floor of the jail cell. That's what he fell on. What are then you talking about? He was one of the people who got caught up in that scandal where the, where the inmates were sneaking out through a hole in the fence and coming back in before uh Oh, lockdown. yeah. Mm. And he got transferred to another prison outside of Georgia. So the nigga scamming why he in jail, Sheree, baby, sweetie. Mm. That's my friend. We're friendly. That's my friend. We're friendly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is so good. That is so good. <laughs> oh, my God. It's like, Sheree. <laughs> and now look at the position you put yourself in. <laughs> when you do clownery. <laughs> I'm just I, mm. <laughs> oh, but so, but 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 that wasn't the only um parent uh, uh child to parent reading that was on this week um because uh so uh so Cynthia and is it Noel Noel that's her, her dog yeah, yeah Noel yeah. mm. listen so here's the thing I like Cynthia um I would have a quote unquote soft burrito with Cynthia. But sweetie, sweetie, that scene, and she wasn't even trying. Noelle wasn't even trying, but she made Cynthia look dumb, and I was just like, "Yeah." I think that was the the part about it. She wasn't trying, like like Sheree. It was just just like Sheree' daughter was 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 shading, right? He was reading, but Noelle was just like, "Hey, thanks for bringing food." And her mom was like, yeah, you can help pay some bills now. Noel was like, you know, this is just an internship, right? Listen, I hollered. I'm not. I was looking like, because the look on Cynthia's face, the way they edited it, the look on her face, I was just like, oh, my goodness. Oh, baby, what is you doing? Like, I pray that they edited that to make her look dumb because she looked, she sounded so dumb in that scene. She was just like, my Lord. She was so confused. So confused. This is why, harkening back to, I think, uh, last week or a couple of weeks ago, this is why when Cynthia was uh, trying to read uh, 
read Portia for being dumb. It was like, well, sis, you right there with her, and you actually older, so it's worse. Yeah, Cynthia is, is pretty and dumb. Oh, man, that hurts my heart because I like Cynthia. She's but really dumb. I, was, I just, that whole scene had me cringing. I knew Cynthia was super dumb this season when the shit with Will happen, and she ain't checked them bitches. Like, girl, if y'all don't get y'all asses up out my face with this dumb shit, this ain't <laughs> Like, this nigga ain't even my nigga. Like, what? My nigga, we just is dating. Girl, take y'all asses on. Yeah. She, like, she stood there and cried. I was like, girl, what the fuck is you doing with your dumb ass? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like I said, I mean, let this not be a deterrence. Like I said, I would have a soft burrito with her. I would probably ask her what other kind of burritos there are. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. Yeah. So speaking um, of burritos, Nene and that nose look like and that nose. You see, this is why me and Candace we like two peas in the pod because she knew where I was going with that. I do. Um, I dumped it in my <laughs> <laughs> it in your chakra. Yes. So this whole thing with Nene. Um, <clears throat> so this is around the time when she got kicked off the tour with Escape before they became Escape A, Escape. Escape um, three, escape and they, three, and they started dressing like rejects from Mortal Kombat, nigga. Um, so she got kicked off that tour, if y'all will remember, because she was being heckled by somebody in the crowd, and she told the woman, "What is? Did she say she, she got raped? She told her, I hope you get raped by an Uber driver, yeah, right, yeah." And so obviously, she could not; her services could not be retained after that, and so. Um, it kind of hurt me a little because Todd and Candy, and we just, you know, we stand for Todd and Candy because they're a beautiful black couple and we secretly all want to fuck both of them. But the way they were trying to defend Nene, I was like, you could just say nothing because they were like, she's a comedian. She's a comedian. So my thing is. Why are people so resistant to the fact? It's not even an idea. It's a fact that comedians cannot say whatever they want to say. Like comedy is not a free pass to say fucked up shit. You can be funny without being disrespectful to people. And you can definitely be funny without saying you hope somebody gets raped. So, yeah. And And she didn't say that shit as a comedian. She said that shit as somebody who was mad that they were being heckled. Heckled back in a way that was funny, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Exactly. Even if Nene wanted to make a sexual, like, like, first of all, rape jokes are low-hanging fucking fruit. And they should be for any and every comedian. However, if you're going to pick the low-hanging fruit... Make it funny. funny. It wasn't funny. I hope you get raped by an Uber driver, bitch. Like, that was coming from a mean place. Right. There was no comedic spin to that. Nothing. She could have looked at that woman. She could have said, somebody put the light on this ugly bitch. And she could have went in on the woman. She could have roasted her like some goddamn she vegetables. She the fuck out of the woman. It's... Like comedians typically do with their hecklers. Instead... And this is my thing. Nene was wrong. I appreciate Todd and Candy going to bat for Nene because I do feel like as a, if Nene is going to, to try, if Nene is going to keep at this comedian shit, she needs to really get the experience under her belt to handle shit like that. Mm. She didn't have it. And she went it it she got from comedian mode to Nene from Real Housewives of Atlanta, mean shady bitch mode. As a comedian, you always have to be a comedian when you on that stage. Mm-hmm. You can't you can't break from that. 
Your job is to make it funny no matter what it is. She had an opportunity to make it funny with a heckler and she she failed miserably. Yep. So Todd and Candy could have been like, Nene fucked up and that was wrong. And I hate that she was kicked off the tour behind it, but hopefully she learns from it. Like right. them acting like what she said was okay, it bothered me. Them looking out for her as a friend and knowing that she she probably genuinely felt bad once she said it, I get that. But but at the like same it was okay. That's no, I'm not okay with that. And what makes it worse, what really fucked with me on that is this is coming from somebody who was accused of wanting to rape somebody. Yeah, you know what part. I mean? That yeah. was the part that really was just like, I was like, Candy, I like Candy. I know a lot of people shade her voice and all this kind of, I like Candy. I think Candy is a savvy businesswoman. Candy is out here. Candy been securing the bag since 1990, what, three? Yeah. Yeah, trying to buy more property. Her, her, her manager had to be like, girl, slow down. <laughs> he was doing and a she, lot. She had a point. She was like, uh, yeah. Who, who wins at Monopoly? <laughs> right, right. Person with all yeah. the property. You know, so I, I like Candy too, and I like Todd. I genuinely like Todd. I think yeah. he's a good person. I just think I, that they were they were a little misguided in this. Yeah, I felt like I felt like they tried to be loyal when they could have they could have been like, "We love Nene, we hate this happy tour, and we do feel like she made a mistake, and hopefully she learns from it." Exactly. There, there's no way to defend that. No. Ever. Yeah, and I think. Because, yeah, when I saw it, it was cringe because I'm like, uh, but Todd, you and Candy got accused of that. And it's like, mm. like you got a whole bitch on the cast that you don't fuck with because she uh, she perpetrated a rumor that you wanted to drug her and rape her. Like, come on. Not to mention the fact that it would be different if what Nene said was not something that actually happens. Like people get into, especially when, probably mostly women get into Ubers and shit happens to them. Yeah. Like I was listening to something once where the lady was like, I got into the Uber and he was not following the route. He was taking me to a shady part of town. It was a place that I was not, I didn't uh-huh. know. And you know, she was like, I, I, I had to like threaten to call the police to get him to stop and let me out of the car. Like, there are stories of women who are actually raped by Uber drivers, who are stalked by Uber drivers. Like, that is something that actually happens. Hell, that could that could have been something that happened to that woman when she left the place. So for you to say that just because you're being heckled, like, come the fuck on. You big nose bitch, like, get it the fuck together. <laughs> yeah, I think it was, it was nice to see them go. It's nice to see Nene and Candy's relationship now because they have come a long way because they used to be at each other's throats all the fucking time. I mean, but that was to be expected because you know how needy yeah. is and Candy don't play that shit. Yeah, yeah. So it, on the one hand, it's nice to see how far they've come, but yeah, I agree. Like they could have just said, like, I Dean made a mistake and I hope she learned from it. But yeah, especially them two in particular to kind of downplay yeah. they what what she said is like, mm. like you know what it, it, it was. <clears throat> Oh man, I hated seeing Todd be like, "She's a comedian." She's yeah, because Candy wasn't. Candy was like, "I mean, I hate that it happened to my girl, but girl, you got to." Yeah, Todd, music. Todd, Todd I was like, "Yeah," Todd was like, "She's a comedian," and I'm like, "So why does that give her a pass just yeah. because she was a comedian?" And again, like like Candace pointed out, she was not in comedian mode when she said that. Yeah, so it sounded like. And it reminded me. Of, it reminded me of uh, Bill Bill Maher and the nigger joke. Yeah, 
reminded me of it was a, what was the other? There was another thing with the comedian that says they said something. Dave, like Dave and his trans jokes. Dave and his trans jokes. Like it reminded me of all that. Like they're it's a they're a comedian. I'm just like where did where did this? I've never been of the mindset and I've never been around people of the mindset that a comedian could say whatever the fuck they wanted to say and nobody could be upset about it because it's it's jokes. I've never understood that. So to see it now like they're a comedian in comedy comedy like you cannot and Todd was like the president says worse stuff than that and I'm like and we drag his ass for it. So why does Nene, why is Nene immune? Why are comedians supposed to be immune to being dragged for the things that they say when they say fucked up stuff just because it's supposed to be a joke? That that's not an excuse. Again, you can be funny without saying I hope you get raped. I hope you I hope you get violated. You can be funny without saying that. So that was that on that. And um, that conversation that Nene had with Portia about taking accountability and Portia was Search the bitch. Portia tried Portia like was trying to flip the script and Nene was like, Oh, in her confessional, <laughs> to be honest. You did that impersonation spot on her. She was. Like she was trying to be all southern and shit. Oh. <laughs> she talking about me. I was like, girl, what? <laughs> Listen. Listen. I'm also let me say I Portia girl, goodbye. I'm tired. I'm tired. Like Portia, we know you have apologized. I'm sorry that your mama never told you that just because you apologize for something, that does not mean the person has to fuck with you afterwards. I'm sorry that you don't know that, but now's the time to learn that lesson. Candy is not obligated to fuck with you because you said you sorry. Also, I will it, it's 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 like we we said last week when we had Stephanie on. Portia has apologized, but all her apologies more or less have been, I'm sorry, but. No, 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 girl. No, I'm going to tell you how her, her apologies go. Her apologies don't say, but her apologies are, I'm sorry if it if it caused you trouble. I'm sorry if it hurt you, bitch. You accused me of trying to drug and rape you, which means you sorry if. You're or, sorry. Or, 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 or I'll add on to that, Candace. I'm, I'm sorry I believe something I shouldn't. Well, no shit, bitch. No shit. Still not also, taking accountability, basically. Major need to come back. Yeah, and, and I hope I hope Bravo is in the works to bring Frazier back because yeah, honestly, that's, that's the that's the that's the theater we really need. I don't know if we would. I don't know if we would, if we would get it because I don't see Candy giving Phaedra. I don't see Phaedra. Oh, I can't talk. I don't see Candy giving Phaedra the time of day. Like she gives Portia a little bit. I don't see her doing that for. For Phaedra in any regard, like I wouldn't be surprised if Candy was I like, "I'm not filming with the bitch." Yeah, but I see the rest of the cast going to. You know what? You're right because Nene. Yeah, because you know Nene, any opportunity that the Nene got to stir the pot, she gonna stir it. And you know Nene ain't never like Phaedra no way because when that shit happened, Nene was like, "I told y'all that bitch evil." She did. Yeah. She was like, "I told you that bitch." Nene sounded like um, she sounded like Gollum from the Lord of the Rings. I told you she was false. I told you she was Trixie. I was right. like, okay, girl. But speaking of accountability, like Portia needs to take accountability and needs to leave uh, Candy the fuck alone, and Nene needs to take she needs to be accountable for her terrible hair pieces. Like that's all Nene needs, you know. That nose job, that nose looks the fuck terrible. Listen, that nose, like that shit. You know what Nene look like? You know that cartoon? What cartoon is it? A SpongeBob. You know that one character? That's a that's a pickle. He look like Squidward. No, well, a little Come bit. On, no, there's a character oh, the on pickle. the yeah. pickle dude. That's what Nene looked like. 
I just don't. I don't. Mm. God bless everybody who goes under the knife and come out looking worse. Just, just God bless you because I don't. I don't know what else to God say. God has forsaken you. I'm. I'm not gonna say that. I'm. I'm just gonna say uh, good luck. I hope you get the corrective surgery that you deserve. Um, I really hope after this season, Nene goes back and tries it again. I, I, it can't be. It cannot get worse. It can. If she goes to a good doctor, let me preface it by saying that if she oh. goes to a good doctor, it can't get worse. Oh, true. You know, um, I mean, there's oh. hope. Even Lil Kim looks a little better in 2018, so there's hope. Discussing Nene, I do like the way that Nene parents. I even like the way she handled the shit with the oldest son when he was still in rape, disposable razors from Walmart. She put him the fuck out. Oh, baby, you got to go. Yeah, she's a she's no a good. Criminals. You got to make it on your own now. If this is the type of life you're trying to live. Yeah. Oh, baby, you gone. She's a good she, parent. She's a good southern mother. Yeah. Uh, I like that she's not doing that thing that most black parents do and try to force their kids to go to college even when they don't seem like they want to go to college. Yeah. I mean, I will say they are in a better financial situation, so it makes sense, but it's still good to see. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, in most instances, you know, the, the families, the black families are just not in the financial position to be like, oh, you don't have to go to college. You can, you know, do whatever, pursue whatever, because she's still going to take care of him while he's trying to figure it out. It's not like she like sink or swim, nigga, because hell, right. she's I mean, she's sinking right now. She's trying to sink or swim with comedy her damn self. But I just, you know, we we have to be responsible in saying that the financial situation does make a difference in that dynamic. Yeah. But it is good to see because she could be a whole lot worse, right? Because she could treat her kids the way she do other people on the cast, and that would be yeesh. Mm. Uh, so is this the last episode before the reunion? Or no, the finale is next week. I think. Okay, yeah, the finale is next week, and uh, we gonna see uh the Halloween party, and Nene and Greg gonna come dressed up as a roach and the exterminator. Yeah, and Kim gonna be in her feelings about the shit. I don't I don't get that white lady, but whatever. I don't get her need to be in black spaces with black people she don't care for. Right. She, but you know, that's a lot of white people to be honest. I don't truly care for Sheree, so I don't get her need to be around the cast when you don't really fuck with black women. When you when you need a check. Mm. Because in my estimation, that's what that is. Because otherwise, what reason is there for Kim to show up on this show? She does not have the... She's not funny. She she's not funny. She's not witty. She she's doesn't have any... Pretty. Right. She doesn't have any shady or funny moments like the other women on the cast. Or she isn't pretty. She's annoying. She brings Croy every goddamn well. Um, and we don't need him. We don't need her. Like, why is... Yeah, there's, why, there's why? no reason for her to be here except that she needs a check. Because right. she didn't add anything. Even, like, her... the Her moments during the season with her stirring the pot, it was overboard. It was too much. Exactly. It wasn't in the vein of just being shady for, for TV. Like, she was doing the most. And it's just like, okay, she, she didn't really add anything to the show. Yo, speaking of Kenya, remember the first few episodes when Kenya came out of nowhere sh- talking about her husband ain't real? Yeah, Shade and Kenya, like, you don't even know Kenya like that. Why, why are you going at her like that? When you do clownery, Kenya's husband is handsome and he got it on a whole Listen, ass. Not only is he real, he is fine as fuck. 
Meanwhile, on, you over there looking like Toil Toil Boil in Trouble. So what are we even talking about? Kenya husband is Kenya handsome and got, a, and got a whole and on is a manager of a whole last chain in New York and crow over there looking like a, a deflated mattress and unemployed. So what the fuck is the real T Kim? So mm. when you do clownery. Listen. And um I don't have nothing else for, for real for real house wigs. All right, well we can move on then. So love and hip hop Atlanta. Let me <clears throat> let me start off by saying this. Love and hip hop has been on the air for what a decade now. Yeah, and I just I, I don't, how is this franchise on the air? And the hair looks the way that it does. Ten years in the game, and the hair is just mm. the Mona, hair. Y'all. Mona should be better at this. The ha- like, I mean, Mona. at this point, I have to I have to believe that. It's it's on purpose. Like there's no way y'all are putting these these hair hats on these women and thinking that it actually looks good. Like it has to be on purpose, or they have to be choosing it themselves because they don't know no better. I just re- and if that's the case, then y'all shady as hell for letting them go on TV looking like that <laughs> because the hair. Anyway, so I want to start with. Hmm, do I want to? Do we want to? I don't know if we. No, let's end with. Uh, the Kirk and Rashida thing because I feel like that will elicit a lot of emotion so we can start with Mimi mm. um, speaking of emotion no that's why just Mimi foolishness bitch, why Mimi bitches look alike <laughs> she has a type she definitely she has, has a type. she has a type I just want to know why she's getting involved with Stevie's mess like again uh, so I don't get Stevie, that let's since we here I don't like a liar and Estelita is a liar, and once you show your hand as a liar, um, we really don't have nothing to talk about, because that was the same shit Jocelyn was doing. You know, when we first was introduced to Jocelyn, she was lying about fucking Stevie. Then it came out she was fucking Stevie, and that bitch came to be a headache ever since then. Oh, a headache uh, is, is being generous. Estelita is doing the same thing. If you ashamed of fucking somebody, you ashamed to admit you fuck somebody, close your goddamn legs and zip your pants up. And don't try to work with them after the fact. Like you, can, can I ask the question? And hopefully, one of our listeners can help me. Am I have I missed something? Because I am not aware of any hits Stephen Jordan has has say that you beat me to in it. the last fifteen years for you bitches to be breaking your necks to work with him. You beat me to it because I I have it in my notes. I have the same question. What is so great about Stevie J that all these women want to work with him? He has not produced a banger, quote unquote, since he's been on the show. So what are they what are they basing this want and this need, this desire to work with him? No bangers in years, constantly surrounded by mess. Why do they want to work with him? I know he has a I know he has a resume. However, that resume stopped in like 2005. It is 2018. So what? I, I I too am confusion. Yeah, I don't understand it because they are literally breaking their necks to work with him, and now Estelita allegedly is first in a five-year deal with. Him. First of all, did you not read? Like, why would you sign anything with anybody for five years? No, let alone Stephen. Let me ask you why you think you are that talented. 
what like let I, I have real questions because when somebody can sing, like when somebody can genuinely sing, people know it. There's usually you know it. evidence. There's evidence of it. Why are you bitches so jaded? Like I want you bitches to be be honest about what you are. Pretty. Be like I'm pretty, so I thought he could turn water into wine. Yes. Say that. Say because that. Jocelyn had no talent. She was just a stripper and she fucked good. Mm-hmm. Esther don't have no talent. She sucked his dick and he promised her the world. Erica Mena don't have no talent. She pretty and she crazy. I still remember Erica Mena being on New York and sounding like a dead cat in the vocal lessons. Oh, but she sounded like a dead cat in the Atlanta vocal lessons too. Let us not yeah. act like she did not. Actually, they all sounded like a cat in various degrees. I don't understand. Tommy wanting to be a rapper or some shit. I don't understand. Erica, I don't understand. You bitches are pretty. Use your pretty privilege. You got it. Use it. But see, that's the thing. That's the thing. They're trying to use their pretty privilege, but they're using it to do things that they should not be doing. Like, it it is a needle in a haystack for someone to be able to take their pretty privilege and make a music career out of it. And usually it's not a career. It's usually one hit if you're lucky. So for uh, But those are people that we don't know. Like So for y'all to be people that we know and we can see up front that y'all don't have any talent, it's just like, so what? I mean, maybe, maybe if Erica Mena came out with a banger, people would listen to it. But you're not going to get that from no Stevie fucking J. Not in the year of our Lord 2018. Help me understand. Listen, because they all got up there in them vocal lessons with Jazzy Faye on some Total Help Me Sing shit. And let me tell y'all something. Total, we love Total. We speak their names, but them hoes couldn't sing either. Nah, them bitches can't sing. Y'all got up there sounding like Total. Mm-hmm. And in 2018, that's just not going to work. Not, not, y'all not going to compete. When we not with the Jade Novas of the world, not with the Chloe and Haley's of the world, I'm loving hip hop. That's not going to happen. Like you have to have real talent to make it off of loving hip hop, and even shit, even some of the motherfuckers with talent can't make it. I'm talking to you, Remy Ma. Mm. Mm. You know, like I said, everybody get on there and they think they're gonna be the next Cardi B, and it's just like, but y'all that's what that is. That's exactly what it is. But the thing about it is. And Cardi B is not even the most talented, but Cardi B was hungry and she worked for it. Y'all don't want to do the work for it. Y'all just want to show up and and have shit happen. And that's not how it worked. Like, Erica Mena wasn't even taking the vocal lesson serious. I'm like, bitch, this is not, this is not Barney and Friends. What are you, what are you doing? She was sounding like, a, she was sounding like the, one of the damn Power Rangers when they transformed with the Megazord and shit. Listen, I'm just like, what are you, what is this supposed to be? I thought it was Jason calling for the Tyrannosaurus Rex. Like she really thought she was hitting hitting the growl sing, and I'm like, you you do understand that you have to be able to sing to hit that growl. So anyway, anyway, um, who else? Uh, so Sierra, um, you got the worst employees ever. First and foremost, Sierra's oh, oh, face. Oh, holy <laughs> shit! Let me tell you something. What, is this bitch going? Do she is she going down the list of her haters and hiring them? Uh, <laughs> how in the fuck are you consistently hiring people 
that is working against you. Like, if I do my employee and know my husband had a cheap baby on me, and ain't gonna tell me <laughs> two years ago, and and she had a she had a great point. She like, bitch, you waited until I was in front of my motherfucking friends to tell me this shit, and my mama, and my mama. mama. Like embarrassing me, like that's that's not no shit. You just blurt out. You you no, pulled me the fuck aside. To, that's a can I talk to you privately conversation. And then the girl was like, "Well, I just didn't feel the need to say nothing until now." It's like, what's right? <laughs> she was like, "Well, what what do you want me to do? I want you, bitch. Are you stupid? <laughs> bitch, I <I'll> fight you." <laughs> Listen, so I wasn't even mad when she was like, "Oh, you fired." Right, right. I was like, you know what? I love this song. I and that's messy, and sh- and 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 you can call it whatever you wanted to call it, but I I didn't feel no type of way when she walked out that door. Like, oh, that bitch fired, right? I was like, you know what, Sierra? That's the smartest thing I've seen you do in a long time. And Carly Red was like, "How do you know? How do you know? How do you? You know, know? what? <laughs> when Carly said that, I was like, you know what, Carly? It's a damn shame when I agree with your messy ass. But you yeah, know what? That's exactly. a valid question." That is a valid. And she's like, I mean, and the bitch was just like, I mean, I just, I just know, okay? It's like, bitch, are you omnipotent? What are you talking about? How do you know? Right, what are you the source? Like, what the fuck is happening? Talk what me. is the source? And, and you know, Carly, I'll give Carly that because earlier when she was talking about dating Sean Garrett, I was looking like, does he know that they dating? Because right. you know how Carly is. Right, Carly, Carly quit the claim a nigga that don't know they're together, so. Exactly. So I was like, oh, mm. But yeah, I was like, you know how you do you know how annoying, messy, whatever you want to call it, you got to be for me to agree with Carly Red. Yes. <laughs> and she was just so unapologetic about like, oh, I'm gonna drop this bombshell that I know that your right. nigga. And she, and she was genuinely shocked and surprised by the response. And I'm just like, how did you think this woman was going to respond to you telling her that her husband got a two year old and another one on the way, and you just casually dropped that shit? In the right. middle of her, in the middle of a conversation with her friends and her mom. So the, the same husband that cheated on her with the former assistant that she is in the process of getting a divorce. Of, like, did you think that this was going to go over well? Like, oh, well, you know, I just, no, I don't know. Right. And in the words she didn't whip your ass in there. In the words of Carla, how do you know? Exactly. However, however, the first thing that came to mind with Sierra was not all of that. The first thing that came to my mind when I saw when I got a good look at Sierra, I was like, Sierra, why do you look like Lil Kim? Like, what's going on with your face, mom? But like with the bad surgery. Yeah, yeah. Not when Biggie was still alive, Lil Kim. No, 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 not original Kim, and not even 2018 Kim, because she looks a little better. Woo! Mercy, mercy. Good luck, everybody. Beautiful gowns. Beautiful gowns. Good luck, everybody. Um, let me see. Is there anything else, or can we get to the good shit? Oh, the other thing about Sierra. Um, and I don't mean no shade at all when I ask this question. Okay, I want that is established. I don't mean no. I don't need. I don't mean no harm. I just need to ask: <laughs> Is Sierra dating a homosexual? Yes, I do it. I do it because. Okay. When he turned around wearing them mint green pants, yo, with that beard looking the way that it looked, with that S curl on the top of his head, I had a lot of questions. Don't say that was her gay best friend. I had a lot of questions. I still have a lot of questions. I, I'm asking the questions now because we are confusion. 
when he when I saw that man, my niggy sense told me that that was a homosexual. <laughs> and Yo, then she said, "My niggy sense trademark." <laughs> if you don't know, niggy sense n i g g y sense is the same as the spidey sense, except for black people, specifically for black people. All right, for you motherfuckers that ain't black that like to say nigga, that ain't for you. You you say intuition. It's the same thing. If you black, you say niggy sense. Anyway, my niggy sense was like, that is not a heterosexual person. And then she was like, oh, this is my man. And I was like, he was dressed like Liberace. He, he, mm-hmm. he was dressed like, he was dressed like an Easter egg hunt. He really was. He was dressed like a baby shower. And um, I just, I have a lot of questions about that. I also have a question. He he um I guess it's not so weird, but like when he was asking Sierra, so like is the is the divorce final and you know or do you love me? Like do you no, want to be- all of that shit was weird. And then he was like then when Sierra asked answered him, he was like, Well, let's not put a let's not define what we are. And I was like, Well then what did you Because did- she his beard. <clears throat> we need a different term because he has a weird beard on his face. So maybe call it something else. But yes, I agree because I and I'm not trying to be funny and I'm you know I'm not the type of gay that thinks and try to say everybody is gay. But I mm, those pants, those pants. I just it wasn't even just the pants. His whole aura, his aura. You know what I'm saying? Like you know how on Chappelle's show when Charlie Murphy said that Rick James had an orange aura. Yeah. I feel like he took the words out of my mouth. <laughs> Listen, that nigga had a unicorn eating grass and a pasture aura. And I was just like, mm, are you? Mm, are we sure? Because it would be the first time somebody on one of these reality shows was faking the funk with a dude. True. So I just, I don't know. Like I said, I. Mm. He had the mint green pants on. He turned that beard and that S curl is what really took me down. Yeah, I said this nigga got texturized hair in the year of our Lord, twenty eighteen. All right. Um, I would just like to point this real quick. I see Melissa is back and she's still dressing like a member of Soul for real. Hey, Melissa got all them split ends from them perms. <laughs> I was gonna say because Melissa, <laughs> Melissa hair looked like pink from like two thousand and 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 five. I'm like, what's going on with hey, her mama, on the Lady Marmalade remix? Speaking of, speaking of, um, that whole, like, Erica Mena was hella weird with Tommy. Weird. Like, that shit was... Uncomfortable. It, it was awful. She scared Tommy in the silence. She did. Right, and I, you, know, Tommy, you know Tommy ain't scared of shit. Listen, I was hollering when Tommy, Tommy made a, Tommy, uh, made a quick getaway. Tommy ran away from her. She went away from that party like somebody that was dining and dashing. Listen. And like the police was looking for her crazy ass. Listen, I'm telling you, shit. She, 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 she was moving. Tommy ran away from that like niggas run away from accountability. Listen, like niggas run away from child support. Yep. Hello. Like, whoa. <laughs> there you go. Bring it full circle. There you go. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. She, Tommy was like, and sees if we being honest. Mm-hmm. True. True. But Tommy was that. Tommy was like, eh, 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 I'm running away from you now. <laughs> she wasn't even like that. She was like, I got to get the fuck away from this crazy bitch. <laughs> right. She was like, I ain't for this shit. Well, we know one thing. We know Eric Mena is crazy. Literally. 
she was like, shit, it's docu- you documented for right. being crazy. I got to get the fuck. Not only, not only are you coming on strong, I already know you crazy. Right. Erica Mena, <laughs> I'm trying to get between them legs. <laughs> like, no, 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 no. And it was weird because it's like, just because you're a woman don't mean another woman wants you coming on strong like that. Right. Like, you don't need to talk to her like you a nigga just because y'all too. Like, you don't need to do that. Right. It was just it was it was it was weird. It was cringeworthy to watch. Like she just at first I was like, okay, you know, okay, Erica Mena, she she trying to spit a little game, okay. And then it it crossed, it escalated quickly. You know, you know what it reminded me of. It reminded me of like on Twitter when you see women talking about like this dude. I I followed this dude, and then like the, as soon as I followed him, he sent me a dick pic. Right. That's what it reminded me of. Right. He like, and I get what I want. Like, ugh, sit down. Ugh. All right, you're doing a lot right now, sis. And been attractive. She wouldn't even have to ask me all of that. I would have just got naked. But the thing is, if you're serious about getting to know somebody, stop talking to them like they a piece of meat. Right. Like, that shit is not, it's not flattering. Because if Erica had been a man, I'd have really been grossed out. Like, okay. I'm, I'm equally grossed out. I may, I I realized that, and I because and that was my first thought. I was like, if she was a man, this would have really been worse. But then at the same time, I'm like, but it's the same because it's gross no matter what. Yeah, I wanted I wanted Erica to handle herself a little better. Like, if you really like this woman and you really trying to get her to consider fucking with you on some romantic shit, why don't you treat her with some goddamn respect? Right, and right. and this is the first time you meeting this woman, and this how you act? Like, no. Yeah, that was weird. That was hell. Like, matter of fact, you specifically invited someone else to so that they would bring her. Like, you had a whole setup. Like, that shit is hella weird. I would have done a and matter of fact. Tommy was a lot more gracious than I was because I'd have been like, okay, well, it was nice meeting you, um, but you know, the chicken this chicken spot closes at a certain time, and I'm just gonna have to go ahead and go. But I appreciate you. Curtis, shut the hell up. <laughs> <laughs> and then that, I'd have been that, like, listen, Liddy's clothes at 10. Listen, I'd have been like, you know, when the club get out the line at the drive through be too damn long, so I'm going to have to go ahead and skedaddle, sis, but I appreciate the invitation. And then that weird shit, she's like, I'm giving you my bracelet so you can't go nowhere. I was like, mm, see, that's the shit I don't like. Hey, nah, Tommy was like, you thought, bitch. <laughs> right. Ooh. <laughs> And that bracelet was ugly, but you know that's. What's up. <laughs> I was like, when she opened the box, I was like, that shit ugly. Can I also say I'm tired of these Mona fabricated friendships? Listen, because I'm like, how are Erica Mena and Melissa that that how how mm-hmm. I don't get that. Mm. Anyway, I I think we lolly that gagged enough. Let's get to the good shit. Let's get to the main event. Whoo! So. First and foremost, Jasmine. Mm. I'm trying not to disrespect this woman. But, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Never change, friend. Never change. I'm sorry. That. That. Oh, man. I'm just. Curtis tried. He tried. (laughs) I really did, but. That whole thing fucked with me. I'm like, 
I'm trying to figure out why do you want to talk to Rashida? What does Rashida have for you? First of all, hold on, not to cut y'all, cut, not to cut y'all real quick, and I'm, I'm gonna let you get back to it. First of all, Ooh. me and Candace, we legit covered this on the show last year. You made a whole ass diss record to Rashida last year. Uh-huh. We covered it on the show. And again, I don't understand. Why are you going at Rashida? What does Rashida have to do with it? What What does Rashida have to do with it? I'm listening. First of all, if you really was interested in having a conversation with Rashida, you're not going to show up at her goddamn store and place a business where she make money trying to have no fucking chit-chat and sit down. First and foremost, you would have done what the what they always do on these shows and had the producers make y'all a reservation at some restaurant and then y'all both walk in and then y'all talk and then drinks end up being thrown. That's the formula. You don't go to nobody place of business. Right. And then just walk up just walk up like, hey, I'm Jasmine, you may know. And her, her dog was like, bitch, I know who you are. Yeah. But that was fucked up because she was like, I know who you are, but nobody knew the results of the paternity test except for Kirk and Rashida and Jasmine. And she had Kirk and, and she had niggas before he before Kirk even told uh, Rashida. Yeah, everybody guessed, but you know, to have like the actual results of the test definitively. No, I'm saying before the episode before he told Jock and all them oh. rest of them niggas before he told Rashida. Oh shit, I missed that. Yeah, but he, you know what? I'm not surprised because he fucking trash anyway. Right. But I just I would like to know, like, why do you want to talk? If you talking to Kirk, the father of the fucking child, through lawyers, why? What is having a conversation with Rashida gonna do? Like, I feel like you just trying to be messy because there's no reason for you to sit and have a conversation with Rashida. Yes, that's his wife. But that's not who you need to be dealing with. If you're not even going to deal with him directly, why deal with the wife directly? That does not make any sense. Does not compute. I am confusion. Because first of all, if you wanted to clear the air, you should have did it a long time ago. And then before even that, you shouldn't have never fucked with, with, with Kurt, which right. I appreciate I appreciate her mama telling her that. Yes. Now, I don't appreciate her mama being up there with her hair looking the way that it did. I <laughs> Because you are in a place of business. I'm sorry. But I'm just, if I'm a woman and I'm going to a boutique to a boutique to get some cute clothes and somebody sitting behind a register with their hair looking like that, I'm going to be like, this is probably not the place for me to be. Purple hair. You know, I just, I, I gave her a pass on the purple hair. I was like, maybe she just watched The Fifth Element or something, so... Yeah, I was talking about um, I was talking about Jasmine Mama when they had that scene with her and Jasmine no, Mama. No, no, no. Yeah, we'll, no, we'll get to that. I oh, was okay. talking about Rashida Mama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, before we go on, can we discuss how in the first episode Sean Garrett said he was fucking with somebody that they ain't know and it just turned out to be Carly O loose pussy ass? Listen, I don't what is you know, I don't I don't pretend to understand heterosexual men. However, it still begs the question, what the fuck is so great about Carly Red? I just don't get it. She must got a mouth that's a Hoover vet. Listen, mm. she got to. She got to have the antidote between her legs because I don't be. get it. And that's not to take away. I mean, she's never mind. I don't. <laughs> right, I was. I'm going to wait for you to come up with this lie. Yeah, I was about to lie, so never mind. <laughs> yeah, uh, you try, friend. You try. <laughs> 
Never mind. Good luck, everybody. <laughs> but yeah, so I did appreciate Jasmine's mama and her grandmama being like, sweetie, you fucked up. Like, yeah. let's just call a spade a spade. Acting like you didn't fuck up is not going to solve anything. Well, I, Jasmine is a clown, and when she was talking to Rashida mama, she admitted that she knew Kurt was married. She yep. didn't her mama and grandmama talking about, yeah, he took advantage of me. Right. <laughs> Trying to spin the... And it was just like, so what's the truth? Is it Ushiwali or is it one mic? Or does it depend on which mama is listening? It definitely depends on which mama listens. Because she definitely was like, oh, he took advantage of me. Yeah, he's so much older than you. But you knew he was married. He married to a famous person. And he is... I mean, he married to an Atlanta legend, girl. Bye, please. You know who yes. You know who the you knew who the fuck he was. I mean, first of all, I'm questioning because he looks the way that he does. So I'm questioning why you would even fuck with him in the first place. Talking about oh, we was we just was drunk and it just mama was like that ain't no fucking excuse. Like, are you stupid? Right. But however, like I said, I question your judgment because Kirk. He's Kirk. A- Gotta be sedated. You gotta be goddamn near in the coma to want to fuck Kirk ugly ass. Listen, Kirk looks like you know what Kirk looks. Kirk looks like Kirk looked like the if you burn the toast and then try to scrape it. That he, you know those old commercials where Smokey the Bear used to be like, only you can prevent forest fire, and they were like throw the water on the on the fire. Curtis, he looks like the aftermath of when you throw some water on like a wood fire. Curtis. Curtis. That's my name. I don't know what y'all want me to do because I I have to tell the truth. You you've heard what happens when I try to lie on this show. It just does not happen. <laughs> I cannot well, tell a lie. Well, 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 well. Yeah, Kirk. I'm not gonna act like Kirk don't look like a campsite full of soot. I'm just not going to do it. <laughs> Yo, that reminds me of one of the funniest tweets I think I've ever seen on Twitter where somebody said Lil Wayne looked like a cotton ball dipped in soot. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the funniest tweets i ever seen on Twitter. Ooh, <laughs> you know what Kirk looked like? Kirk looked like a bag of activated charcoal. He does. He does. Anyway, go ahead. No, I was going to say, he definitely looks like a bag of bones that was roasted by a Charizard. Yeah, he, he do look like roasted bones. Mm, good, right good, before good. you, right before you start like roasted beef bones before you make your beef stop. Agreed. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Jasmine, don't. Um, also, like I, I agree. I appreciated uh, they, her mama, and her grandma saying you wrong, but then I was also looking at them funny because it's like, eh, take advantage of you, man, bitch. Listen, let me tell you something. That I would that would be true if she didn't know that he was married, but she knew and she did it anyway. Exactly. Jasmine in a listen, I can tell by the type of niggas Jasmine fuck with, like the uh the scammer nigga. Yeah, Rod. That bitch that she she schemed, she planned and she plotted that and she need to own she need to the fuck own it. Okay, because what I was about to say was it sounded like Jasmine, her mama and her grandma are all like he took advantage of you because you're not getting no money out of the situation. To me, that's what it sounded like. Because you knew he was married, you knew exactly who he was, and you did it anyway, and now you're sitting here looking crazy because it's been two years and he had to be forced to take a paternity test, X, Y, Z, 
And I really feel in my heart of hearts, that's why you want to talk to Rashida. Like you trying to you trying to get a financial situation going. Yeah. Well, not otherwise, I don't see the need to talk to Rashida. Like you want to talk to Rashida so Rashida can talk to Kirk to get something going. I can see it. I don't because I, I don't I don't see any other reason for you to want because her Rashida ain't got shit to talk about. Like if she barely talking to Kirk, why would she talk to you? That you're not even talking to Kirk. I just don't get that. You know, so it's like her mama, you know, it's like one of them, it's like two steps forward, one step back. Cause it's like, yeah, her mama gave a, a like a slight drag. But then, like I said, they were basically trying, still trying to excuse that he took advantage of you. No, if y'all was drunk, like you just said to your mama, then he did not take advantage of you. You knew what you, what you was doing. Why would you get drunk with a married man in a position where y'all could have sex? And that's not trying to blame, like, that's not even blaming her. Like, take it, take, take responsibility for what you did. Right. That was a plan. That was a scheme. And the scheme is not working out the way that it, you wanted it to. So now, y'all, everybody looking crazy. Right. And, the only, and there's only, no other reason to fuck Kirk Frost. There's no other reason. Especially when you know that nigga got seven other kids or six or however many fucking kids he all has. All of them. All of them. Which I still don't understand. Look at him. <laughs> right. Uh,. But yeah, uh, Jasmine is looking like an opportunist. Well, I ain't no looking like she. She's an opportunist. Yeah. Opportunist and the true person that's the innocent and in all this and this bullshit is that baby. Yeah. So, so, so let's move on. Um, so when they uh, had the family meeting, because, you know, Rashida's mama went home and told Rashida and Rashida responded the way we expected Rashida to respond. Right. So they call a family meeting and. <laughs> He's because the fact that Kirk sat there out of his mouth in that confessional and said he was hoping that she was going to call off the separation and he could move back home I was like nigga are you crazy are you stupid stab him anyway so he walked in there and I appreciated his his daughter was dragging his ass for Phil his daughter was like I don't like who is this bitch like who does she think she is to come to the shop Telling me, telling me what she was telling me, and even despite all of that, the kids were still like, "I mean, yeah, I guess that's our brother," because that they better than me. Because you have a cheat baby on my mama. I don't, I don't want to know. I don't want to know the little nigga. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yes, the baby is innocent, and I don't wish no ill will on the baby. I hope my father and his mother do a great job taking care of him. I don't want to know him or her. So the fact that they were even with, I'd be Beyonce to the shit. Who? I don't know her. I don't know him. So the fact that they were even willing to be like, yeah, that's my brother. I got a new brother. Yeah. The way they said it, though, I, I, I listen, I, I feel you, Curtis. I do. It, you can hear it in their voice. It's like, but it, it we like accept the- that the child is innocent and that's our family member, but we still are like, nigga, you fucked up. Like, you fucked up the yeah, whole thing. That, that's how I came off. Like the anger obviously wasn't at the child, but it's at Kirk. Like nigga, what the fuck? Meanwhile, he like, I hope everything good, and I can move back home. <laughs> Yuck! That's right. Fucking like, boy, what? Yeah, I, I, I can't say. I, I put it like this. I under, I'm, I understand if you know. I, I, I put it like this. I would have understood if they were like, you know, we don't wish ill will on the child, but we don't want nothing to do with the child. And, as much as I understand, like. Nigga, you fucked up, but we're not going we're gonna take that out on you, but not this child. Like either way, I I get it. Yeah. Either way. Yeah. But 
you know, like I said, mostly because, you know, of course, <sighs> niggas being niggas, the, the sons were just kind of like, oh, I mean, he just got to take responsibility for what he did. And the daughter was like, you need to get that hoe a check. <laughs> you know? So I was like, of course, it's the woman that's like, you need to put her in her place. Like, don't have her. She don't need to be going around looking for mom. She don't need to be going around. She don't need to be in my face. I don't want to talk to her. Like, that's your situation. You need to handle it. We should not all have to deal with her for any reason. Right. He was just like, I don't know why she was trying to talk to Rashida. It's like, nigga, bye. You know exactly why she's trying to talk to Rashida. The same reason any woman who slid on your dick for whatever reason would be trying to talk to Rashida. Because they know Rashida is the fucking money. Exactly, because it damn sure enjoy it. Obviously. If she talking to your ass through lawyers. Right. So. <sighs> yeah, fuck her. So, like, yeah. like, even in that, he wouldn't even take an accountability. Like, you just. <sighs> he just he just a fuck nigga. Through and through. And it just, it makes me so sad because Rashida, it's just, Rashida is so beautiful. So to see her having been going through this shit for so long, it's been years. When she's been multiple seasons, she should have been left that nigga. Been stabbed him. Been. Not even stab him because then you run the risk of going to jail. Just leave and take your money with you. Let that nigga suffer. However, now I do have to say that, um, Rashida in her confessional, I was like, mm. she was dressed like a, she kind of looked like a, a like a video game villain, but that's okay. <laughs> like a Kingdom Hearts villain. Yes. Like a organization thirteen member. Yes, all of the all of the above. Yeah, I'm we we here we here, friend. I'm picking up what you putting out. All of the above. Beautiful, right. beautiful gowns, beautiful woman. Right, right. But she definitely looked like a villain from Charlie's Angels. She did. A confessional. I was just like, mm, this hair and these shoulders. It's, it's a lot going on. It's a lot. It's a, she. Yo, you know what she? You know what she was looking like. She was looking like a villain from Totally Spies. Yeah, all of the above. Mm. Beautiful, beautiful Rashida. Beautiful Rashida. Yeah, beautiful Rashida. Yeah. So uh, that's pretty much it. Yeah, that's pretty much something else for love and hip hop. Nah, that's pretty much it for uh, love and hip hop. Uh, just you know, both Jasmine and Kirk. All trash. Yes. And that's and that baby unfortunately is in the shit because two adults were being trash. Two and, adults made a conscious decision to be trash. Right, and now that baby gotta suffer the consequences of yeah. two adults being trash, which is trash in itself. Uh-huh. But right. guess whose responsibility that is not? It is not Rashida's. That is correct. That is absolutely correct. And for anybody that's like, well, that's his wife, so no, no. She doesn't. She's not obligated because he stepped out on their marriage. Right. And I just, and again, it makes it worse because even Rashida said, like, I am not going to have any ill will towards this child because the parents are trash. She even said that herself, which makes it even worse that Kurt did that shit. So I'm glad you brought that up because I did have a note and in the end I don't have nothing else. Um, when she said that, and I, I get it, but because it's Rashida... It sounded to me like she was using the baby's innocence to justify Kirk and his fuck shit. Now, what happens remains to be seen. And in any other situation, if someone else said that, I would be like, okay, that's fair. That's very mature of you. But because it's Rashida, 
I'm just I, mm, my Nikki sense is like we got to watch this because <laughs> she could she, I don't know she could use this as justification and then next thing you know Kirk done moved back and oh we a family we do we gonna move on as a family and we just yeah. got a new addition you know that's it and please respect our privacy during this time thank you so much yeah <clears throat> so I hope that's not the case but just given who it is. I'm just like, oh, no. Like, with the baby innocent, so Kirk, I guess, I hadn't, I don't know. We'll we have to monitor that. That is a good point. We'll have to monitor that. Um, but, so that's it for, well, at least for the stuff that Kirk has got notes for. Um, and we've run a couple long, so I'll wrap up real quick. Um, so we had the season finale of Little Women Atlanta. Little Women Atlanta been pretty dry. That's why we ain't been covering it. Um, the only thing I got is that um, Tanya and Devon, I think, yeah, Devon, I think that's how you say his name. He took back his proposal to her. He don't know if he want to get married. So they asked, go to New York, and Tanya's old boyfriend pop up like 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 exes usually do. They, n- niggas always have a, 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 a to put to put it like you said, Curtis, a nigga sense, <laughs> a nigga sense when somebody done moved on or there's trouble afoot. Uh, and that's he, a fuck nigga sense. Red, there you go. So he back and causing trouble, and I tell you, don't know what the hell she want to do. Uh, Sam's boyfriend stood her up. Um, um, and and honestly, Sam, girl, mm-hmm. Sam, baby, you just met the nigga, and and it's long distance at that, and you want him to meet your parents and all of your friends. Like I get it, him. Bowing out at the last minute for work, quote unquote, work, quote unquote, was a fuck a fucked up move. I get it, um, but at the same time, it's like, girl, did you honestly think like like you moving light speed fast? You y'all ain't been dating that long, and you already want this nigga to meet your whole ass family and everybody that love and care about you. Like Sam, girl, what you doing? Please, um, but they reconciled and all that. That's nice. A beera and juicy now. Me juicy baby. Now, Abira. <clears throat> so, so juicy marriage managing Abira, right? And so Abira decides her ass is gonna fucking um get back into the music or whatever artistry or whatever, and her ass decides that she gonna fucking get a gig while they visit in New York and then she gonna, she gonna lie to Juice. Well, she ain't lie. She just said that, you know, I got a gig. Don't worry about it, Juicy. After they had that fall or whatever. They go to a club. Ain't nobody in the goddamn club. Turns out it's a strip club and turns out Abira done got her ass back on the pole and stripping and Juicy is just disgusted and it's like, oh no. And they had this big falling out or whatever. And I just want to know... Why Juicy is acting like she not used to Ratchetry when she worked with Ricky Smiley? Like I just don't, I don't, I don't understand. I don't know what's happening. Somebody let me know what is going on. I'm thoroughly and utterly confused. Uh, beautiful gowns, I guess. Beautiful gowns. Beautiful gowns. Um, but that was it. That's it for uh, Little Women Atlanta. It's going off. Like we'll have less to talk about with that because I don't even know if we're gonna have a reunion or not. But that's pretty much it for that. Uh. Marriage boot camp. Um, uh, we pretty much only watched that for watch that for Jim Jones and Chrissy and and uh, Mama Jones. Also, I didn't know that fucking um, 
because I had to, I had to play catch up because I missed the first episode. Fucking Renee, I I knew I recognized Renee from somewhere. Uh, Renee from fucking Mobwise is on my uh is on oh uh, yeah boot camp yeah. on Family Edition. And speaking of speaking of uh, Mobwise, uh, rest in peace, Big Ange. Fuck cancel. Yeah. Uh, I Mobwise, I miss Mobwise. Mobwise was good. I mean, uh, but uh. Uh, but Renee batshit crazy. Yes, she uh, is. Yes, she is. Holy shit. Yes, she is. She was crazy on my wife. She crazy on him. She worse now. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, marriage boot camp. Um, that's, I think the only thing, yeah, Renee crazy and Mama Jones and Chrissy and Jim was not having it when that girl sat in the uh, gym lap. That was not having it. At so, all. Uh, first of all, she, they, uh, I can't, I can't remember if it was Chrissy or Chrissy or Mama Jones was like, she better be ready to throw down, cause bitch, bitch. But, but that's it, cause you know we only tune into that show really for the people of color. Um, and then lastly, Grown Up Hip Hop Atlanta that had the finale. Um, Ayana is back and, and is just as annoying as when she, before her surgery. Correct. Um, but um. She did need to have have that surgery because they showed the before and after pictures, and I think we talked about it before on the show. Her titties were way too big for her frame, and she was gonna end up having a major problem. So she needed to have that surgery. Um, she, she looked she she before she could look fat, even though she wasn't because her titties were so big. Yeah, she really was shaped like a, a letter P. Accurate, accurate. But good for her. But she, yeah, she back to being annoying. Um. But speaking of her and Brandon had to sit down about this interview and the moment we give Brandon props, the next week he immediately makes us go back to like nigga, what the fuck? Because he speaking of accountability, that nigga dodged all accountability for the fucked up shit he said in that interview. And then at the and then when I asked him, like, do you honestly think the things that you said in that video, people don't have a right to look at you or ask you like, hey, what the fuck? And this nigga tried to flip it on her and was like, but you know the real me. Nigga, that ain't got shit to do with what we talking about with this goddamn interview and the fucked up shit you said. <laughs> so the, the minute we give this nigga a little bit of a, a, a little bit of a, okay, he go right back to, to bad Brandon. But, you know, whatever. Um, um, uh, we said last week, um, or the week before that, that we had to see, um, did, they really give Bow Wow all the information about the uh, about the school when he didn't show up before we had to say that Bow Wow was wrong. Uh, yeah, um, Bow was wrong. He was because he he sat up there and lied to Dale talking about he didn't give her didn't give her his word. Then they wrote the receipts back and they wrote the footage and he damn sure dead ass said that yeah I will be there and all that. So Bow was wrong. He was wrong. Um, and then also the last thing oh worth noting. Um, the the, the the brat can go to hell. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The brat can go to hell. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. The brat can go to hell. I have this show. Yes, London. This show has made me loathe the brat so hard for how she treat Bow Wow. So hard. I know we say that every week, but goddamn, goddamn, brat. I think I think Candace is the one who said it in the group chat that basically it just looked like the brat is jealous of Bow Wow's career. Yes, she is because she, she 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 didn't have that. Not to say that she couldn't, 
But I mean, when you do clownery, or should I say, when you do bottle bottlery, Curtis, go away. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Fucking bottlery. Okay. I mean, I was just saying. <laughs> but you are absolutely correct. Oh. Um, she absolutely is jealous of Bow Wow, and it just shows. And the crazy thing is, we haven't heard no music from the brat since she tried to be sexy when she got out of jail. Right. And it's just like, I get it. You feel like you can compete, but the fact of the matter is, JD never had no artist as successful as Bow Wow on So So Deaf, and that's just the fuck that. And we just gonna call it what the fuck it is. And that's why he gonna always let Bow Wow come back, because when Bow Wow on So So Deaf, he make fucking money. Correct. Period. So meanwhile, yeah. you sitting there not making him any money. Correct. You're, so you're, you're a fucking house cat, and all you do is follow JD around, yipping at his goddamn feet over Bow Wow. Yip 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 yip. Bow Wow doing this. Yip yip yip. Bow Wow doing that. Bitch, shut up. Go go put your strap in the dishwasher. Right. Um. I and this so is currently like, current. Oh, not real quick. You know, currently her strap is on tour with that. Uh, set it off. Stage play. And mm. I, mm. Mm. Beautiful gowns. Beautiful gowns. No, not beautiful gowns. <laughs> no. Well, you got everything in the world to say about Bow Wow. Where your album at? You playing by the you playing by JD rules. Why your album ain't out? Mm. Right. Fuck it up. Oh, the last ass song ass we know from you is, is is what do you like featuring Tyrese? You doing right. all that ass kissing for JD and you in the lesser position of Bow Wow because he got a completed album ready to come out. There you go. Tell me um, what the truth is. What and, is the truth? And and on this season finale, Bow and JD and Brett got into it. Bow his Bow called his mama, and his mama more or less said what JD because I'm not even going to acknowledge the Brett. Basic, his mama basically said what JD said, but not in the assholeish, controlling way that JD and the Brett had been saying all season, and so. They JD and Bow Wow made up or whatever. Then in the in the goddamn um in, at the end, like Bow Bow. Speaking of how trash the bread is, Bow Wow gonna text the bread like, "Hey JD, we me and JD cool now. We got a plan. He gonna mix the shit. Um, we gonna speed up. You know, I'm gonna let him handle it. But you know, we gonna work together. It ain't gonna take a year and a fucking day for him to do the shit or whatever. And the bread ass gonna say, "That's good. Go get the music." I'm glad that you and JD cool, but we aren't cool, and it's not over. Bitch! Like, what is this? Why does she put a to-be-continued on the shit? Like, this is real fucking life. This is not a video game. What you mean? First of all, it wouldn't be no we aren't cool if you would've stayed your Oshbegosh Posh ass out of the shit when it was really between JD and Bow Wow. Like, what the fuck is you talking about? <clears throat> so, basically, all I can surmise is that... The brat needs to keep this going because otherwise she has no reason to be on this show. Correct. There you go. That's all I got because you're not in the studio. You're not making no fucking music. You're not managing nobody. You're not producing for anybody. You're not writing for anybody. You are literally just there being a house cat. With bad braids. Well. Mm. So, but yeah, that's all for this week. Um, yeah, that's so, all. Real quick, before we end the show, y'all check the group chat real quick. Oh, I, I, seen that. I just seen that shit. Get away from me. That is funny. It is. <laughs> Why her face look like that? Oh, <laughs> oh, T. Mm. Mm. Anyway. For that. Uh, but yes, we are going to end this because I know we've been running long, but it's been a while since Curtis has been on and y'all niggas will be all right.
Yeah, you know y'all gonna get y'all last of this shit. It's fine. Um, Listen, as many times as y'all said my name, like I really said some fucked up shit on the show. They should get you that didn't. Right. You sure? I mm. told the truth is what I did. Thank you so much. <laughs> you sure? I'm positive. <laughs> I told the truth and nothing but the truth. <laughs> you are doing amazing, friend. I damn um, sure am. <laughs> but thank you all so much for listening. Um, thank you all. Keep supporting the show. We thank all of you. Keep supporting Gay Side Stories. Our friend really is doing amazing with Gay Side Stories. Yes, I appreciate y'all for always plugging and anybody that listens, you know, new listeners, old listeners, and all that good stuff. I appreciate it. Yes, um, it is Easter. Um, if you, you know, I'm basically here to look at y'all, um, look at y'all children, be adorable and shit, including uh, my, my, my niece London. Um, she will be serving looks. Uh, she will be serving looks. She definitely will. That's correct. Um, and so, yeah. And oh, yeah. also, it's, not only is it is it not only is it Easter, it's also also April Fool's Day. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, it's been so it ain't really... about that. No, but no. You know what I saw and I posted it a couple of days ago. But it's Easter, April Fools, and rent due. Like, I just, Nigga. I. Mm. Like, what's really looking. going on? What's really going on? That's how I know this must be the wrong Easter day because God wouldn't have did this on the resurrection. <laughs> <laughs> that is a valid God, point. God, like, God. oh, y'all thought I was dead? April Fools. Like the God I serve wouldn't allow no shit like this. All right. This ain't nothing but white supremacy. Correct. So we're going to get out of here. Um, y'all be good. Don't be wildin' on Agrin's internet. Y'all gonna do that. I say that every week, like y'all ain't gonna do what y'all want, but you know, it's fine. Every week I listen to the shows and y'all be stop being weirdos on the internet and I'll be like, these dudes gonna get tired of saying that shit because they gonna do what they wanna do regardless. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Um, but we're gonna get up out of here. And Curtis, give us the benediction. Uh this week's benediction is Hmm. Thou shall hmm. Thou shall not be Ricky Smiley Ugly. Ooh, and with that, I think that is a great way to close out. We will see y'all next week. Peace. Peace. <laughs>